Part of from uh, I guess performing as much as I have, I like I can just perform through background noise and just talk through background noise now without being bothered by it because I do it all the time. Can y'all hear that? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Your this mic is good. Really, is doing too much. Your mic is great. You're yeah, actually right. loud. I was gonna tell you, you could you could if you have a, your game turned up, you could trim it back a bit. Right? I'm about to. I didn't know it was that loud. Hold on, I'll be it's right back. Loud. <laughs> Y'all talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, no, it's uh it's I would say that joke is probably the best encapsulation of like me as a comedian. Like that's it's wordplay, it's uh, a serious reverse. It's a it's a purposeful trap, <laughs> and uh, it's dark as fuck. Like that's that's my jokes. That is my jokes in my comedian style. Word. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of the purposeful trap. Where like I like you to get in, but like haha, I know where this is going. And then when it reverses, it's like oh no, <laughs> I was <laughs> this joke isn't about what I thought it was. I'm a huge fan of that. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> For, for me personally, I don't know if it's ever gonna get me anywhere as a comedian, but it is it's, so much that, fun to it's watch. That, it's that kind of like that. Um, like Dave Chappelle does this a lot, where it's like he gets you laughing about something and then hits you with that last piece, and you're like, "Oh shit, I be laughing now!" Like, correct? Yeah. Was I supposed to laugh at this? But, the, it was, but it was funny though. <laughs> It's I, I like to to get people uh, laughing at things that they assume. Uh, I did I did this last show I I did I tell this whole joke about like um uh well I tell this whole joke about like uh, as a joke I call it a clue joke. Uh, so essentially it is guy walks up to me hey man I'm playing chess not checkers uh, and so uh, I'm hit him in the, I hit him in the head with a pipe because uh, I'm playing clue that's the mm. joke um, and then I do this whole thing about how like. Uh, after a show, some guy walks up to me and tells me how he was surprised that I told that joke because uh, he didn't know that black people like Clue or even played Clue. I he's saying he's shocked how, that you like, knew how to read. To what? He's saying he's shocked that you knew how to read. Like a lot of folks tend to think that, and I've heard that too, that they don't okay. think we have the uh, hold attention on. span. Real quick, hold on. This this whole joke is a setup. The whole, the whole thing is a setup. None of this oh, happened. I thought that somebody <laughs> like, told you this. I'm no, no, so no, sorry. No, no, this happened. It's all, all set up. All a set up. All a complete set up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all a set up. So 
uh, and, and this is a purposeful setup. So then the audience all gets in, they do what you just did. And so I'm like, and so and it sets up the joke because uh, the joke is, so hold on, you're telling me uh, that there's a game where someone gets murdered. We don't call the cops. We just lock the doors, get some cards and some dice and figure this shit out. And you don't think black people have ever played that? And so that, that's the joke. And it leads to that. And that's because everyone walks into the point where you are. And as I'm finishing it up, I'm like, you know what was crazy about this whole thing? Guy, like this whole time, I bet you guys have been thinking that this is a white dude, right? Nope. Black dude. It was great. We became best friends because we played Clue for the rest of our lives. And that's the rest of the joke. But the entire point of that is to be like, ah, you thought it was a white guy. It wasn't. And last show I did, I've the whole crowd was like, white people. <laughs> right? As I said that, they were really like, oh, white people. I just can't believe it. And then when I do the turn, I'm like, nope, it was a black person. <laughs> they all just are like, what? And it's fun to watch them to realize that they just made a huge assumption. It's a lot of fun for me. But the real assumption there is that that's a true story. It's not. I'm glad Come on, I, I that, never hit you on that pipe. I was I was ready to stand up for all of us. I was ready to stand in the uh, what's it called? Oh, they used to talk about it in church when so you would stand. The, it's almost like standing sentry for all black people. I was ready. I had my cape. I was story, ready to save all y'all niggas. The full story is uh, it was a conversation between me and the comedian uh, who was half black, half Native American. Ooh, then he, he like, shouldn't be talking what? about it like, half the time. <laughs> I feel like as a half Native American, I feel like he, he gets to talk about whatever he wants to most of the time. <laughs> um, but the, what he said to me was like, yeah, man, I love how you keep doing these hard-hitting board game jokes. It was like you just helping people understand uh, what what a Black holiday is about. And we were all kind of, we were laughing about that. And I was like, yo, did y'all play Clue when you were kids? And he was like, not really. And he was like, I was going to ask if you did. I was like, no, we didn't really. And then we all started asking other black people, like, who played Clue? And we were joking around, like, oh, did black people play Clue? I was like, I was like, I know I played it, but I didn't get introduced to it until, like, I went to elementary school and it was a white teacher who was like, here's a board game. I didn't see that in my house. And so that's where it all kind of stemmed from. And then I, it got shortened to some guy sounding somewhat racist so that I could, like, do a reverse because <laughs> I like trapping audiences. Yeah, I, I think I kind of have the same, like, I know I have at some point, but it's not like that ever happened at home. Well, it's not a very popular board game. I think that's why, like, no one has really played it. Yeah, it's, so, it's, like, it's a board <laughs> game. Oh, <laughs> it starts with a murder. It's so boring. You're like, oh, let's, but you would let's think it solve would be, a murder. But you would <laughs> think it would be because of how much is revered. Uh, but I think revered. it's mostly because of the movie. Exactly. I think the in the concept, I think the movie and the concept of what we're into, it's... It sounds like the best board game ever, but it, like in theory, I guess in theory it sounds great, but in practice it's horrible. I mean, if they came out with a new version of it and called it like How to Get Away with Murder, and they put <laughs> like Viola Davis ABCs. on the cover, it, it might be a little bit more intriguing to kids nowadays or to to, to folks nowadays. But right now, if there's a if there's if there's a Mount Rushmore of board games i guarantee you clue is not on it okay so now i want to know what's on your mount rushmore monopoly sorry really monopoly <laughs> bruh monopoly <laughs> yes okay. monopoly like, here's what i'm gonna say how many games have you truly finished in your lifetime how many fights have i started 
That's what I'm saying. No game of Monopoly has ever been finished. No I, one's ever took it to the end. And it's I finished I one and Monopoly. I have not finished one in real life. I have in like video game form, but because I have computers don't get mad. <laughs> right, exactly. And black folks can't play Monopoly without talking shit. And That's like, the problem. I, I bought it. I mentioned the, the underhanded the... side deals. Nigga, people did I tell loaded you? I, money. I know I told y'all about when uh, I was playing with Nisha and her mom and my sister in law, and my sister in law dropped out. And by that time, I had. Like the whole Gold Coast, I had from uh, Marvin Gardens all the way around to Boardwalk. Like that was all mine, and I had hotels and everything. And the only thing that was left on that side that I didn't have was the railroad. And Nisha's mom had the railroad, and then she had the whole like she had bits and pieces. Like they both had bits and pieces, but they didn't have enough to get a monopoly. I had enough to get a monopoly for that whole side. Nisha's mom looks at me as I'm laughing and talking shit. And she's like, oh, I'm dead. And I was like, the fuck, what? And she said, I just died. So I'm willing all of my stuff to my eldest child, which is my daughter. And she gave all of her cards and stuff to her, to Nisha. And just like that, Nisha had the rest of the board and I had the Gold Coast. And I was so mad that I haven't played Monopoly since. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how is that on your top? Your it's top. still on the top. <laughs> It's the it's most petty game of all time. It like, is hella petty. Yo, it's right people, up there with spades. Like people, people love more Monopoly. People got cut over Monopoly. Nigga, cancel culture only happens to people who can't Listen, play spades. Monopoly <laughs> is why I don't like five of my cousins right now. I, I think you understand <laughs> this. I hate five of y'all right now because of a Monopoly board game. You know what you did. I was only six years old. I didn't understand fucking interest on a loan coming around every time I went around a board. <laughs> fucking assholes. Hey, pay the 10%. Pay the 10%, my nigga. You what ain't you talking about. <laughs> it's every time around the board a year because I just did that three times in the last five minutes. I'm three years older. What are you talking about? This shit is insane. But uh, I, I bought it. I told y'all I bought um, the thing on the Switch because I remember we talked about Risk. Oh, I love Risk. Um, risk is and, on my board game. Top on my my, my route. Ah, fuck words. <laughs> my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and every time I mention it, every time I mention it, everybody's like, "Nope." Uh, it's, it's like an immediate fucking nope. So Every monopoly? time I mention, like, yeah, let's yeah. play some Monopoly. That, I got it on the Switch. It's if you know, we ain't got to worry about no setup and no shit like that. Nobody has to do math. Like, come on, man. Like, let's, let's play some fucking Scars, Monopoly. Bro. Nope. We, we traumatized from that game. Everybody who nope. ever played it as a kid was like, fuck that shit, bro. That's a five hour game with backhanded like deals and shady shit happening where I'm going to hate half of y'all by the time the game is over. Like, honestly. Monopoly, like Monopoly stars, clue is how it ends, but y'all be like, yo, who killed Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Who did it? So, Monopoly, uh, Sorry, Mm -hmm. Uno, and Scrabble. But, uh, okay, so is Uno, does Uno Uno count? Well, I'm I'm with you on all of that, but does Uno count because that's a card game, not a board game? I feel like it counts as a board game, and and the only reason I'll say it counts as, a, or I guess in this count in the category, is because it's by a board game company. And the reason why I was thinking it and is because it has a specialized deck of cards. That's why I was thinking it. The specialized deck of cards. Like if and you just play is, Old like Maid or something like that, then no, that's a card game. But Uno, yeah, specialized deck of cards, specialized rules. 
Oh man. And do you play like uh Yep, you got the rules, horse. even though uh, all of the companies oh, are like, Y'all stop making them rules up. Like, fuck you. No, I got I no, I got I got my own custom rule. Oh, when you play uh the Uno if, game if you play, if you, online, if, it'll let you do that. It lets you put in custom rules, it'll let you play a custom game you can stack where if you have a draw four, you can just pass that shit. One of oh, the man, best was, times I had on the best. Xbox Live was when we would all get on there and play Uno and we would stack cards. See, here's, Here's the problem. And I just talked about this the, the other day on um, Scarcasm. Um, we were talking about Uno, and I, and I told the story about why I stopped playing Uno. Um, and for people who don't listen to Scarcasm, which is most of you. Um, wow. I stopped Damn. playing. <laughs> Way to shade yourself? <laughs> I, know, I, I, know, I feel like I know we all got a little bit darker from that one. I, I, know, I know what my numbers look like. Um, but... Um, it was when when they integrated the camera and dick pics started. When they integrate, no, it wasn't even dick pics. Like people would just do stupid stuff on the cameras and and then quit out of the game. But the the final straw for me, and I used to play all the time. I even had like my own little crew. There was this older lady that I used to play with. Um, there was this older lady that I used to play with that was just playing on her son's profile. All this other stuff. Like we used to play. Wait, how all how the did time. you discover that she was on her son's profile? She told me. Like, were y'all just like, chatting we, it we, up? Yeah, we was. I was oh, in a game. That's, that's sweet. I was in a game, and we. This is back in like early 360. I didn't have very many games. Oh, that's super so, sweet. Like, no, that's 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 sweet. I like that. So, um, so we're playing, and they did the camera integration, and then uh, people would just do stupid stuff like pull out their dicks and stuff like that, and it was just like, ha, they would do it and then just leave. But this, but the, my final straw, like, I'm the dingaling king, <laughs> right? My final straw. Draw none. I was playing a game, and it was it was me <laughs> and, and two of my homies. You got it. <laughs> I it. Uh, it, was, it was me and two of my homies, and then the the game started, and you know, of course, the 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 extra space was open for some some random. So the random comes in, and the camera turns on, and there's two guys sitting beside each other on a couch. It was like okay, and they both had this stupid little grin on their faces okay and so like we didn't think nothing of it the game starts and you know everybody gets dealed out and all that other stuff we start playing one guy whips his dick out and the other guy starts jacking it i was done at that point. so homophobia is what made you stop playing? Yeah, i don't want to see i don't want to see no dude jacking jacking well i don't i want to see nobody that's called jacking. free porn that's that's called free porn my nigga like hold up and that's what the <laughs> internet is for scar obviously you know what i'm saying the honestly like i feel like porn. i feel like if you don't enjoy that like you're fucking yourself up like you just have to walk in there and be like well i got someone to enjoy this porn nigga you want to give it away for free i want to see a dude jacking <laughs> off another dude porn porn you know what? porn i i've i've seen enough dicks get jacked off in porn that i'm very comfortable with it i would just double down and be like i'm staying in this game i'm gonna watch intensely make you feel uncomfortable about what you're doing right because they're gonna have to stop to just drop off but if you stay right. there and critique like, them yeah no ooh, do it slow, slower slower ooh, now look, yeah. look right into the camera no thank All you right. yeah no nah, yeah now now say my name slower uno user one nine nine five six six Ooh, yeah <laughs> right you gotta you gotta make it weird for them <laughs> also it could just be i have i have like no uncomfortableness with that like that doesn't bother me at all 
be like, y'all are still here? Yes. Y'all are still here? Yes. No, I just I just got tired of seeing dicks. Like, just, I mean, that was, but that was the like someone jacking off someone else was the final straw. But I just got tired of saying. I just liked that that was the final straw. No, okay, it was a sucking joke. Whatever. I mean, yeah. What about it? I didn't see what the big deal was though. Was it at least like a nice size dick? I mean, like right, or was it just little? Like I would have laughed at him. No, there were there were there were there were two teenage white dudes. So it was little. Laugh at them. Actually, no. Then you can't watch. You can't. You can't make them weird because then, like, you go to jail for that. That's that's not the type of free porn you want. Yeah, you got to so leave. Then, for okay, so then it's like okay. Now you're just okay. So you yeah, you didn't hit the weird. teenage part. Yeah. Now if it had been a 29 year old Arabian dude named Jack, <laughs> that was mad specific. <laughs> I know, right? Has this happened to you before? <laughs> No, I just for some reason it just all made me think of Borderlands. So <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just the ability to stack just changed the entire game of Uno for so many people. Yeah, it's not fun if you can't stack. Exactly. Yeah. Like because getting that draw two and then being like, bitch, stop, and then you hit the draw two on them, and then the next person hit the draw two, and then there's no more draw two, so all of a sudden you got like a draw. Draw eight. Now, see, I I throw something on top of that. If if you throw if you throw out a draw four, mm-hmm. once you tell yeah. once you tell me the color, if I have a draw two in that color, it keeps moving. That well, worked. we always did that, and you can stack draw fours. Mm-hmm. And we used to play like uh, so we would play with like eight or nine people, so we would get multiple Uno decks and weave them all together. So in any given moment. You could have like double the amount of draw fours, like in just operation, like out in the open. And so, like, you see like draw four come around, you're like, oh shit. And then another person's like, no, you draw four, motherfucker. It's like, oh shit. It's like, no, you draw four, motherfucker. And like, oh shit. No, you draw four, motherfucker. And that's really how it was, too. And you just see that tidal wave of draw fours coming around to you. And it's goddamn six people deep. And you don't even know the math for that for real. You're like, okay, that's like what? Yeah, six you times got, four is like, like what, once, once it's done, once it's done, you gotta go back and pull everything out. <laughs> like, See, it was all fun and games until we realized that yo, there's only like two cards left in the deck because everybody was stacking. Oh, you have to like go back through uh, and like shuffle. <laughs> the worst is when like you get hit with one so bad, you have to stop the game to reshuffle the throwout deck or throwout cards to reform mm-hmm. a deck so you can keep going. You know what? I got hit with a thirty-six one time. Is? It was painful. Phase ten is another great card game. What's what's that? Phase ten. You know, oh, my, yeah, girl, yeah. my girl bought that, but we have never played. It's so good. It's so good. You can even play it with two people, but that gets that's where the fights start because then you learn how to like lock people out. Like, yeah. oh, you need this? Uh yeah, I'm just not gonna lay down and because there's one section where you need like seven of one color. Here's a bit of an off the beat path path. Ah, whatever. Off, off the beaten path. Fuck. Go ahead. I got you. Oh my god, words. Uh I gotta do a set tonight. This is not gonna go well. Um so What's the weirdest board game you've ever played or owned? Or even both? Like, just the weirdest, like, what the fuck were they thinking when they put this together? I have a couple that my mom bought for me. Pandemic. Pandemic? I don't think I've done very Did they have that as a board game? It's a board game. 
Oh. And it's like a we got one day into it and just like, oh, that's too much. It's one of those well, super board games. It? It's one of those oh, super yeah. board games where like you keep the same group of people and you play every day for like six months and you got to tear cards up and draw new cards and all that kind of stuff. And it was just too in-depth. So the the weirdest board game, like my mom had a couple that she bought for us that were really weird. There was one, it was called Hang 10. And I thought of it when you said Face 10. So I thought you said that at first. And I was, I got like a little like jazz. I was like, holy shit, did you have that too? It was this wooden, uh, the only way I can describe it is like, you got this wooden platform and then it had uh, like a wooden, like a tiny, like a wooden pole that went to the platform and then an extension from that. And then there was a string that ran from uh, the wooden platform to like, almost like a, I mean, like a flat, round, angular, like, disc, right? And then there were other discs that you set up, and they were the discs themselves were probably, like, maybe half an inch uh, tall, and you set them all up. They were all kind of heavy. And then at the end of the string, it was attached to uh, this little uh, wooden lever that, like, controlled the height of the, uh, you know, the disc that was attached to the string. You had to pull it back, and then you let it go. You were aiming it at the other disc to almost play, like, like a in like almost an in-action Jenga. So like you were trying to knock out discs and there were uh, alternating colors. There was a white disc and a blue disc. The blue discs were heavier, but the white discs, you were trying to knock them out and like knock out all of, uh, all 10 of the the white discs. It was insane, but like, it was also weirdly fun. I just, when you say that, what was the game that was just on my mind? Oh, I I have a new one for, for worse weirdest board game it was mousetrap oh my god the 30 dollar game that never fucking worked <laughs> it was so goddamn hard to put together right and it never worked like the thing would roll down the tube and get caught halfway through and but i'm an eight-year-old kid like i just wanted to see the thing work nobody yeah, ever played just, the actual game you just built the thing up and just just to see it work yeah mm-hmm. and it never did i'm an eight-year-old kid and you want me to build a very complex uh, <laughs> like contraption. You know, I take gonna... Scrabble off my board game list and put checkers on it. Ooh. Okay, I so love I'm, Scrabble I'm gonna. Too. There's also the there's one other game that was a little bit weird, and my mom bought for me that I, I wish she kept, but my dad threw out, and I'm actually kind of I'm real salty about it. Cause I'm almost in guarantee that like, we had the best version of this game ever because no one ever played it it was the snoopy game where like you had all the peanuts characters and you went around this board and basically there was different points on the board where you would be able to get uh dog food and the goal was just to get to the end of the board with enough dog food to feed snoopy and you you had different characters yeah it's a terrible game but i want wish he had kept it because like it's gotta be worth money Right, and my dad fucking threw it out, and like not even like I took it to goodwill. I mean, like he fucking threw it out. I I will never forgive him for that. My my mom was also very heated about that as well. Can I ask y'all a question? So everywhere I turn, there's somebody, especially now with the you know decade just ending and everything. Mm-hmm. There's people who are talking about their top games of the decade, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, And on almost every list, there's one game on it that everybody keeps talking about that I have and I can't fucking stand. And it's The Witcher Part 3. 
Are there games that everybody else loves and y'all just it just it just doesn't work for you at all? Battlefield series. Yes. Okay. Absolutely fucking hate it. Like I I can't put it's so realistic that it gets on my nerves. And how is it realistic? If you get shot, you fucking wake up and start again to get shot a fucking game from halfway across the goddamn map (laughs) over some dumb shit. And then, like, oh, you can form on your squad. And then, like, oh, you're the person who fixes shit. So that means when the fucking tank breaks down, you pull out a fucking blowtorch, and all of a sudden, magically, the fucking tank is fixed. How the fuck is that realistic? This is fucking stupid. Just because they had bullet drop does not make a motherfucking game realistic. I I love the bullet bullet drop. I love the bullet drop. It's it's a level of difficulty that I enjoy. Like I get what you're saying. Like it's not fucking realistic because I could. You're flying a jet with a controller. Like get real. But oh, that bullet drop is it's that level of difficulty that makes it fun. And, and I, I mean, like I get it. But like once you hit someone from across the map, like from so far away, that the drop was like this insane, and you just kind of like I think this is right, and you shot, and you just see them drop. Like that shit is. I remember I was on the map. Like I, I played it, and I was. So we played together to, at some points, right? Yes, and I was yeah, starting Battlefield to think. I, I was starting to think I was starting to get the hang of things, and I was starting to get into it, and I just wasn't going <laughs> to snipe people. And so I was running around with a with a regular machine gun, and I was doing my thing, and everything was good. And then somebody brought out a fucking tank. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with you on that because I remember just being like, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I got killed by a tank. And then somehow, I don't know how it happened, but somebody died on the other team and just left the tank sitting out there. And so I hopped in their tank and I couldn't drive it. So I reversed over my own team. <laughs> <laughs> because driving the tank was so realistic that oh my I god it is you have to practice it like like that the jet it it i had to practice the jet i actually was good at the helicopter because I, I practiced play, and practiced do not play that game after playing halo <laughs> because you're gonna think that you could do everything because getting on a tank in halo was like nothing mm-hmm. not even close <laughs> Man, I will say this. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, by the way. That is that is it is very frustrating. I feel like uh, that style of game, especially for that level of like you, one bullet really drops you, you're kind of just fodder for the cannon. Like those games work really well when there's like objectives to accomplish. Like, oh, take these points and like hold this point for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, death matching with those, that, that style of game is not fun because uh realistic death matches aren't fun <laughs> like the reason we you know play games like call of duty is because like it is a little less realistic or like even halo like you know i get the whole like people hate the whole jumping thing but like that's the point the, the point is that we want this to be a little unrealistic and so i understand not liking the, the mechanics of that Oh, so much. My golly. Okay. You're right. Can we get Battlefield more? is the worst game, the worst series of the decade, in my opinion. Okay. Oh, no. I, I, I take that back. I take that back. It's not. The worst series of the decade to me all of the is the WWE games? 2K wrestling series. Oh, yeah. That, that was – I tried to play 
I tried to play one and I hadn't played since a SmackDown versus Raw. So that tells you how, how long it's been for me. And I was just like, I have I, I don't know how to play this. And like when you try to look it up online, it's a bunch of people who play all the time. So like no one is actually explaining this shit. I tried to do the my career thing. Um I, it was a it was like two years ago because like Pimp got like really into this and like he does his own like uh videos and stuff on YouTube. And I was like, I want to try to play. And then I'm trying to, you know, create some characters that he can use and all of this other stuff. And I tried to play and it was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, just I don't understand and, why they and, don't and, just bring back that old school style that they have with like WCW versus NWO and No Mercy and shit. Um, like that. I believe that's, I believe they do have a series uh that is kind of more the old style but it's called fire pro wrestling or something like that yeah that's um, too it's too it, in depth yeah creating the players um, on that is like too over the top for me yeah so yeah um so i'm gonna tell you here's here's some more stuff that show up on people's list that i don't know i, I i'm like what the, why the fuck is this on your list uh for me i know this is a personal thing but all jrpgs fuck them um <laughs> there's nothing quite like back in the day and this was back in like 2001 or 1999 even where you would finally beat a tough boss and you had to walk your happy ass to a safe point somewhere to an end and as soon as you got a step away from a town you got attacked and you lost all your health and had to go all the way back and fight that boss again because uh, that that also leads to something else. All of the Souls style games, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, um, the, the <laughs> Shapiro game, um, like uh, fuck those games too. Um, uh, Spec Ops: The Line, bullshit, total fucking bullshit. Like there was, there, you you play that whole fucking game. Okay. Every and Spec like, Ops game ever has been bullshit. Have you not noticed that? No, but Spec Ops The Line was supposed to be like some serious, like we're we're doing something with this story they say that, that every we've time never done before. Ops, all and the Spec like, Ops games are bullshit. Every Spec, Spec Ops, Ops game is bullshit. Spec Ops The Line, like you play through this bullshit and you get all the way to the end and the end makes none and nothing that you went through worth it at all. Like, I mean, it's it's like you get to the end and you're like, Dude, why the fuck did I play this? Like, seriously, why the fuck did I play this? Why did I go through all of this? The only thing that got me through Spec Ops The Line is, like, one of your sidekicks is, like, voiced by Kid from Kid and Play. That's the only thing I was just like, oh, yeah, that's Kid. And that was the only reason why I played <laughs> through that fucking game. <laughs> this is so, it's such fucking bullshit. <sighs> You know what? Fuck it. I'm not done. Um, what's it? The, um, the, the, um, the, the, the game, um, was it the, the game, the, the PlayStation shooting game? Um, what's it called? Fuck. I can't think of the name. Uh, it's the, okay. It's a shooting game on the PlayStation. All right. Come on. Give it to me. What else you got? First person uh, it's, shooter. It's a PlayStation exclusive shooting game. It looks, it's, it looks it's like, yes, it's it looks the one that's made really, by the folks who made really Ratchet and Clank. Uh, it's the one that's made by the Insomniac. I know which one you're talking about. Oh, oh God. Destiny. Farpoint. No, hold on. I'm, I'm trying Overwatch. to Overwatch. Firewall. Call of Duty. Hold on. I have Titan it right Force. over here. Hold on. Bioshock. Fortnite. Destiny 2. Borderlands 2. Resistance. Oh, okay. I got it. Kill Zone. Kill Zone. Really? 
Killzone. Killzone is a beautiful piece of shit. The whole fucking series. It looks great. It looks great. And that's why I call it beautiful. But those games are a complete piece of shit. The the last game, um, the uh Killzone Shadowfall, it was the epitome of why the fuck am I here? Like the whole game. And I bought it when around the time I got my, my PlayStation 4. And like I said, it looks beautiful. Like it is a fantastic looking game, but you're like, why the fuck am I here? What the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like it's just the epitome of why. Why the fuck am I doing this? But it looks fantastic. I will say that it looks fantastic. But tell us how you really feel, bro. I know. I, I I we talking about video games. I could do this shit. I understand. All right. All right. I think I think I'm done for now. You, you sure? So, uh, but you but sure? the whole wait wait the, wait. Are you sure you're no, done? I'm, I'm gonna say He's not done. the whole the whole Witcher <laughs> thing. Um, I tried when I, I when I was at PAX East one year, I played uh, The Witcher two in a demo setting, and it seemed fantastic. Uh, and so like I played it, and then when it came out on the 360, I bought it day one. I was like, this shit was fucking dope at PAX East. What did you buy um, day two? <laughs> Plan B. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple things. There's a couple, there's a couple things where I had to wait a couple days for for, uh, for my check to come in. Um, but um, so I bought it and I played through the beginning, which was the demo. And so like, I, so I was right at home. I knew exactly what I was doing because I played it in the demo. Everything was fine. And then once that part ended the intro of the game ended and then the game opens up i was like well what the fuck do i do now and like i never went back and then like you know of course because of the tv show like every like the 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 games have more players now than they did at launch yeah because everyone's because like, of Ooh, the t- henry cavill yeah it's, yo t- do you they said my man got so buff from uh for the role that his muscles broke down the armor that they had him in. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like they said they had to keep they had to keep fixing his clothes because they weren't expecting him to be that large of a person. Okay. That's just muscular. <laughs> Good for him, I guess. I, I don't know what else to say to that. I, I personally dislike him as a person. I I, and I like the show. I I did, um, but if you you someone needs to tell you uh, when you start. If you don't know anything about The Witcher, kind of think Pulp Fiction when you watch the show. So Be- my my wife watched it. I did not. Uh, I purposely. Well, no, I purposely chose not to watch it. I decided to uh, play Coder instead because it just seemed like it was going to be more fun for me, and mm-hmm. I feel like I was right. Uh, I still can't beat uh, Ben Dax Starkiller, and it's keeping me from leaving Terrace, and I'm upset about it. Um, but yeah, if I decide to go back through and watch it, I will remember that. Yeah, just just think, Pulp Fiction is a okay. bunch of like, a bunch bunch of different timelines that they don't really explain. Um, is 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 like three different timelines. Oh, I further, saw I saw a review that you, said that there was a review that said there's just. Like uh, the biggest problem for Witcher is that there's like three different timelines and they don't really tell you what's going on. Nope, they don't explain shit. And, but they all slowly converge, and by the time you get to the last episode, uh, it's you that are shit. With, yeah, it's that shit on um, 
fucking and it's because Henry Cavill looks the same in all of them are the Witcher not Henry Cavill but the Witcher whoever it is looks the same uh, on all the timelines so it's hard to piece together but it, that's kind of what they did uh, with uh, fucking what was the show on HBO that has all the robots Westworld there we go but yes Westworld yeah. they did that with the second season and that was oh they did it with the first season I only watched oh it. yeah yeah the second season they did it as well but it was like really really terribly done Hey, fellas, can I ask you a question? Okay. Yeah. Did y'all listen to the last episode? I did. I did not. I never do. Did you no. see all the fucking work I put into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. It took a lot of work, man. A lot of work. All the background. All the background I, shit. I appreciate you for all the work you put in. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Welcome back to no. the Dream Team, fellas. Fellas, welcome back to the Dream Team. Fellas, welcome in. I was green team. I like how you were like, I'm going to start off with the language and then I'm not going to do it. Like, I just made that language up like a motherfucker. <laughs> you really didn't. You just blurred up some English. <laughs> no, no, it? It, was, it was German at first. Belgium. Yeah, you were like, welcome. And then you're like, oh, this is not anything else I know in German. I don't know nothing else. <laughs> Other than welcome how to in. say nigger. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Welcome in. Sports. Mm. <laughs> uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, what do you think his name means? Nigga nigga. <laughs> nigga stomper. Is 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 field nigga, right? Nigga, he said nigga. he said that when he was on was it Arsenio? I know he did not. He said that that's what he said. How he famous of a white nigger. person do you have to be to be able to say nigga and not get he dealt with immediately? He didn't, he didn't say nigga, but he said um, that his name means uh, basically field nigga. Like how, how good do you have to be where you can say nigga and not catch them hands immediately as a white person? So I feel like it's not necessarily up to you. Because there's it, niggas who want to see Quentin Tarantino right now. But but also like we're thinking about Arnold said this when he was Arnold like so like you know this is fucking Arsenio so it's not like you know like do you do you really want to see those hands at the time I'm not like, I don't care listen I, I got I got all my ancestors behind me I have to whoop that ass like let's look look I think I think that at back, back when Arnold was Arnold he he could literally slap the taste out of you yeah he like, could kill me I feel listen. like niggas with that kind of muscles can't fight though but here's what I'm saying all he listen. needs is one good hit dog like, all he needs is one listen here's what you're missing I again I have the strength of all my ancestors behind me if I hear you yelling nigger and you're white I have to beat that ass. It ain't about like but, but, how see, the big difference... you are. It ain't about the weight size. It ain't about like how much bigger or smaller. It, it's about it's about righteous indignation. But the difference that between, ass whooping coming. The difference between us and you is you're six foot fourteen. So like there is, <laughs> like there's a difference. There's a difference in how I have to view this. Now I understand that Arnold is not really that tall. Look, uh, not as tall as he as, appears as to be. As big as Arnold is, is, he is just as susceptible to chairs bats chains and every other instrument of 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 destruction that you can think of like everybody else oh no never mind i'm, I'm not saying you gotta i thought he was shorter than that he's six two i'm not saying like you gotta like fucking like you know go i'm just saying look you don't have to rush him immediately just he's like ah he drops the m-bomb you're like oh that's impressive i can't believe you said that and then you just slide over you grab that folding chair and you come out and you stole cold his ass and you just Beat him with the, st- with the steel chair, shake a couple of cans of beer up, 
throw him across the stage and then you leave. He just needs to know like there's repercussions for this shit. Nigga. So apparently a uh, woman walked into Bed Bath and Beyond um, and and uh, started videotaping herself masturbating on a bed in Bed Bath and Beyond with a dildo. Uh, and and we talked about it on what? single simulcast, but the thing that had me caught up was the fact that she did it all barefoot. Ooh. Right? Like, <laughs> wait, wait. Did she did she walk into Bed, Bed Bath and Beyond barefoot? We were trying to figure that part out, but nobody wants to watch a video to be able to tell for sure. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, if she took her shoes off before getting to bed, that's just polite. What's her feet done? Yeah, where's that video at? I didn't see the video. <laughs> like, what do I have to like search for that on Pornhub? What are we looking for? Like, what's I'll I, I watch this video at least enough to find out if she took her shoes off uh, upon you know entering her, the store. I mean, I don't have to. I can stop when the the dildoing happens you won't stop actually i'm not into i'm not into that that brand of porn i'm not into solo porn believe it or not so you need the the extra hands and stuff in there like you need the dingling um yeah i i need fucking to happen yeah yeah I'm more of a, uh, I can take it any way it comes, just as long as I do. Uh, uh, There's specific things. Now, I I can, however, I can get into, if it's weird enough, it doesn't have to be like that, because, like, I can get into, uh, (laughs) because I have gotten into hentai before uh, and some tentacle-based stuff where it was like, okay, I can get into this. I never fell that far. I could never get into hentai. Our our oh, tentacle yeah. hentai, I'm, rather. I've I've seen some, but I've never I've never fell that far. <laughs> and I've gone places. I've gone. Oh, I, that's not even the worst of the stuff I've ever been into. I, I I've I've jacked into some weird ass shit. Yeah, no, um, I just the only thing that gets me is tentacles. I just can't take like that. Doesn't feel like sex to me because it's just a mm-hmm. tentacle being shoved up orify. Orifices, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like fisting. Like, who gets off on watching fisting? I don't get off on fisting, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I guess some people probably do. Obviously, because there's a ton of videos of it. That's just like I feel like I don't know. There, there's very. I just know there's very specific like requirements for me to be like, all right, this is something I want to jack off to. But I feel like there's there's a a limiter by like the hotness of the performer or how interested I am in the performer. So like, if it's like someone that's, I guess like, wow, this is a weird conversation to have. (laughs) If it's someone that's like a relative that I find super attractive, all bets are off. I don't care what it is. I'm into that, that performer. If that makes sense. Oh, I found another game series. Dope. Dishonored. The yeah, I couldn't get into it. The yeah, first one the, I was able to play for a while, and then I got to one point, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah, because I don't. I'm not really a fan of sneaking, which is part part of the reason why I couldn't get into Batman game or cheating. Um, but, but like, uh, uh, Dishonored is a game where 
um, you're supposed to sneak around and do stuff because the more you, the more you kill people, the more, the harder the game gets. Like the, there's these rats that start infesting everything, and then the rats start attacking you. The mm-hmm. more, the what? more people you kill. Yeah, it's it's stupid. That sounds the like a more, shitty splitter cell. Yeah, the 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 more you the more you kill people, the more rats infest the world, and you make the world worse for yourself by actually killing people. If you want to make the world a better place, you better sneak it's not, around. It's not, it's not very hard to kill people. And that's, that's what makes it worse. Because it's so easy to do this, but then like I'm going to get to a point to where the rats are going to be in the way and I can't finish the damn game. Yeah, I feel like you shouldn't give me the option to kill someone if it's going to make my life worse in the game. Exactly. But I do like games with the, where I sneak around. Those are kind of my jam now. Like, Splinter Cell 3 was the last game I remember of that nature where I just like played the shit out of that game. Like I am all about find a path to this object with either with or without as much contact as you want. And it is a hundred percent my jam. Um there's a there's one um there's one that people talk very highly of. What is it, Blacklist? Is it Blacklist? People's no. That's a that's a, a television show. I think you're thinking about Splinter Cell. No, Split, Splinter Cell Black, Blacklist. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know. The, like I said, the last one I I played was Splinter Cell Three because uh, that was one I remember. You could actually uh, team up with another person, so there was two of you, and uh, you could do missions together. Uh, Blacklist was the last one to come out, and people uh, speak very highly of that. I should check that out. I am a huge fan of Splinter Cell. It's like, and I liked the uh, the, the teamwork uh, aspect of it. That was also a really big deal to me. Like it was, I was pretty. It was pretty dope. Like having another person uh, Splinter Cell with you, because then, like, because you could just pick anyone up at any po- point in time. So you just, uh, it was almost like you just kind of got linked up with whoever. And so then, uh, at one point after, because you know there was only so many missions you could do, it became like this. Uh, this is in like almost like a competition to see who could be uh the stealthiest i think the also the um that i think blacklist was the first one where they replaced michael ironside oh no because apparently for the previous two michael ironside just sounded like he was drunk all the time <laughs> which he kind of does like that's just i think michael ironside just sounds drunk that's his he natural might. speaking voice just be drunk all possible. the time too. That could be a very possible. real possibility. But, uh, yeah. People were very up in arms about that. I love Michael Ironside. He's got like, like he is the voice of uh, Sam. And oh, the, like and when they replaced the dude huh? here, uh, people were up in arms. Yeah, I feel like though this one they replaced the guy with Metal Gear with Kiefer fucking Sutherland, like. Yeah, that is weird. But no, I, I, here's what I'll say. I feel like for this one, though, because Splinter Cell started with uh, cutscenes and cinematics, that people from, I guess it's kind of the same, that people from that generation remember. Like, we're old enough to remember those games. Like, you know, I was like 17, I think, when I first played Splinter Cell. And it hasn't been long enough of a time where it's just like, oh, this doesn't, this is okay for you to change. And you don't have to, like, keep the character. You can always just... Bring in someone new, and it's just a new dude as, as a Splinter Cell. Just be like, yeah, we're just trying a new storyline. They've done that multiple times before with other video games. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ointment. Man. I was gonna. Oh, I was. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm still thinking I'm about the to... fact that there's no like Strong Bad has not has been around since like 2000 for so long, still going too. Right? I'm still trying to think of my Mount Rushmore board games. I, I know Risk is there. How do y'all feel about Settlers of Catan? No, yes, I, great I've game. Only played the video. I've only played the video game. Great remember. game. I have it. I just can't find anybody to sit down and play it with me unless we're playing on the Xbox. At one point, there were a bunch. It was like really uh, like quirky white kids played it, and so it was like, "Oh, we're all gonna hang out and play Settlers of Catan." But now, no one wants to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess still quirky white kids still do, but now that's not cool anymore. Man, quirky white kids did not last very long. No, this was not their decade. Um, that was okay, so, alongside quirky white kids saying "ninja" instead of "nigga." Uh, I like when they say "neighbor." That one makes me laugh. Uh, I just what's like up, my buddy neighbor? and pal. What's up, my neighbor? It's like, ha that's weird, but okay. Uh, okay, too close, so, man. Too close. I'm gonna say risk, trouble, which is a lot like sorry, but just a little, you know, has like a little popping bubble. Uh, connect four. I love connect four. I was thinking about that too. Battleship. Mm, battleship. I really got into Battleship. You don't like Battleship? No. I, n- I never really I got love into- Battleship. <clears throat> I might be one of the only people. I I sincerely remember uh, everyone else I ever talked to hating Battleship. I think it's because I play with kids and kids will cheat without giving a fuck <laughs> about whether or not you know if they're cheating. It's when you play with someone who doesn't cheat that is actually like fun. Like when, yeah. you, when you get like a, 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 a hit and it's like, all right, uh, you go like horizontal and it's like, all right, miss. Like, all right, cool. Vertical. And they're like, no, nah, still a miss. Like how, how is this a miss? <laughs> you can't go diagonally. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that's how you find that out. You find that out real quick, and then you don't like to play Battleship anymore. But as long as the ships aren't getting moved, it's a fun-ass game. Yeah, no. Um, my kids would just, like, do this thing where they would, you know, lie. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, B12, and they get real quiet for a second. Like, real quiet. <laughs> and then they'd be like, you missed. And I knew from the silence that I had hit them. And I was like, no, I didn't. I hit you. No, you missed. And I would have to fight them down into admitting that I hit them. And by then, I didn't want to play anymore. So you could also uh, Round get them. electronic battleship. <laughs> yes. I was going to say electronic battleship, where uh, with electronic battleship, like it, you had to like input your ship coordinates. All right, more to the point, when you set your ships down and input at your ship coordinates, so like you couldn't lie, it would it would score your hits, and that's how you escape that. They they specifically made electronic battleships. They're like people lie. <laughs> <laughs> they're like maybe maybe we should go electronic. People lie. Uh, same thing. Uh, ooh, fucking operation. Uh, no, no. Okay, I gotta drop. Uh, con- you don't like Operation? No. I mean, what is wrong with you? Operation like makes perfection. you fucking nervous, though. I liked Perfection. Love Operation, like Operation. Bro. Operation, I was just... No, that shit oh, makes man, you nervous, Operation. Bro. Perfection was Yo, the Oper- shit. <laughs> what about life? How y'all feel about that? 
Yeah, the life, game but where it's you not, get 20 not, kids in not, taxes? No. It's, it's, not the, it's not on the mountain, though. It's, it's cool. No, no, no. Uh, I feel like Operation, the more I think about it, the more I think, like, the worst part of Operation was, was legit having to set it up. And if someone like kicked the board or knocked it over before it was over, it was like annoying as fuck. So no, I I, I still really love Connect Four, but I think that was because that was the only game my father no, played with. That's me. that's on mine. I would say that 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 makes mine. Okay, cool. I think, cool, I think cool, that cool, makes cool. mine in place of uh, Uno. Mine is almost the same as Rashani's, but I'm not putting Uno because it's a card game. I don't. I didn't include Uno, and the only reason I did not is uh, a lot of the, for the same reason I did not include Monopoly. I remember more pettiness and fights <laughs> from those games. It was fun when it was fun, but it was also very petty and very bad when it was bad. I just remember a whole lot of boards getting flipped in Monopoly. Oh my god! Or like the worst was when like all right, we ran out of hotels, and you're supposed to stop them making hotels, but, but like, guess all right, what no, you no, 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 no. we just gonna use houses. <laughs> It's like, nope, can't do that. At this point, that's the entire point. Nah, like, nigga, I'm going to use an eraser. It's an economy of scale, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, you're not supposed to have this much money. Nah, <laughs> dog, I'm going to go ahead and use this Hot Wheel car. That shit, you said. <laughs> I'm going to use some of these pieces that we're not using. All oh, the worst was uh, at one point, like, one of my cousins just got some red paper and <laughs> eight squares. It was like, here we go, nigga. It's like, no, no, that is not. At a hotel, you can. It is just, now. Y'all good with it? We good with it. Fuck y'all. You can't, you can't write stars. H on a square of paper. Hey, you can't like, write H on a square, y'all. Yeah, you can. Fuck y'all, and that's when the murder started. I'm telling you, man. I don't know why you would love that game. Fuck that shit. Bro. I'm that was never at fun. Because I'm thinking about the shit that we did to each other as cousins. Hey, 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 dog. If you trade me Park Place. I'll give you five free trips around the board. Don't give them park places got boardwalk. Don't give them park places got boardwalk. <laughs> hey, do it for that and 300 bucks. You got a deal, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's when the murder started. I, I love, one thing I loved about playing Monopoly Party on the 360, uh, uh, it was the 360 or the original Xbox. I think you can play it on both. But, uh, the fact that you always have like you put a like the computer person in and then you put that motherfucker on easy and then you just con him out of all of his shit and and just fuck everybody up. I love that. <sighs> God, I'm evil. Hey mm-hmm. man. Hey. Did y'all ever play Yahtzee? Yeah, I play Yahtzee. Not really. Yahtzee was always too complicated for me to understand. It wasn't too complicated. It's just it's it took too, too long for me. Like I, it was crap. Really, it's not on the it's not on the mountain. No, no, of course not. I used to dig I used to dig categories. Categories is a good time. Or uh, what about fucking Boggle? Isla. Uh, yes, I was just gonna say I loved Boggle. God, Boggle might actually take uh knock something off of one of my and Boggle was my shit. That was like that was like mm-hmm. the way you said that, that was like a hair just short of your Bill Clinton impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to keep that in mind. Man, that'll be my touchstone for it. You just, you just Bog was my shit. <laughs> that'll be my touchstone for it. <laughs> That's, you sound like Jay Z to me. That that laugh made it Jay Z. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, I can't think. Of, I guess. Okay. I said risk. Connect for. I forgot two already. God damn it. Monopoly. Sorry. No, Monopoly's not. Trouble. One of them. You said trouble. 
Trouble, yeah. You know I think what? Trouble gets knocked. Trouble, trouble is sorry, Junior. Let's be honest. Yeah. Trouble and sorry are the same game. Basically. Basically. They are. It's just one it's is a, made a penalty for box. It's just one is made for kids who lose all the cards. So now it's stuck in the dome, motherfucker. You can, and you didn't even play the game after you lost all the pieces. Well, and I think the reason the racers. I think the reason I liked uh, Trouble too was because like uh, we had a, a travel version, so like you could play it in the car. And whenever we went on like like long fucking uh, car trips, I could just sit in the back of the car and play Trouble. That's why I like it, honestly. I I didn't couldn't do that. I mean, I could have done that with sorry, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna. What about admit... fucking Parcheesi? Yeah, y'all ever no. play that? Nah. <laughs> it was <laughs> that's, just Monopoly. That's, that's down there with Clue. It was just Monopoly, basically. Uh, Trivial Pursuit, how y'all feeling? I love no. Trivial Pursuit, but no one ever wanted to play. I guess because after a certain point, like you, you knew everything on the car, so there was no point. Like after you played so it four trivial. times, oh ho ho. <laughs> Look at you! I, I love that. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. I, I don't know why I'm I'm belittling the joke before I laughed at it. That was actually funny. My bad. <laughs> um, Unhinged on um, on Xbox was greatness. That's not a board game. Tri- trivial, a- is Trivial Pursuit unhinged? Yeah, yeah. I, I that, but that was just uh, what was that fucking. Uh, what was the trivia game that everyone was playing at one point? What were the worst phone apps? Oh man, that game that, that that Molly kept losing in and rematched me immediately. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? It was a trivia yes, one. I, I did all you had to do was trivia crack. Yeah, and all you had to do was just fucking remember the the answers. Cause I didn't have to remember the answers. I just knew all the answers, and I was beating the shit out of people. And Molly kept wanting to rematch. Remember, like I got so tired what, of, this game. of this decade. What was your worst phone app? Like the phone app or, or the game that you were just like? Because I feel like Candy Crush is high on the list for me. Of this Clash decade. Royale. I never, did. I never really did it a lot. Like I, I'd never played any of them, but like I feel like I am sick of hearing Candy Crush. I'm still playing Clash Royale, and I can't get away from it. It keeps pulling oh, no. me back in, and I know that I don't even <laughs> like it anymore. It's just I've been playing this since it started, and I just can't stop. I did Restaurant City once, and it was hard to leave my thriving restaurant behind. I, but I did. I just closed the doors one day, and I was like, I'm not coming back. I don't care if I need to clean up. I'm never coming back. I did that. I had a – it was a zombie game where, like, you could build, like, your own little house. And, like, I built – like, I chopped down wood and, like, did all the survival shit and, like, built like, – made clothes and, like, built a whole house and, like, made, like, concrete and, like, fortified my entire house. And it was like, ah. And then, like, I never came back one day day because i was out and i remember i hated this where like if you went out to go get stuff uh other people would just jump you and kill you and like no one ever tried to like have a conversation with you no one ever tried to be like yo can we work together because i'm i'm willing to share resources there's zombies out here as well but i still remember i got pissed off because uh i was like collecting wood which i needed uh to survive and i'm like trying to collect wood and some dude came over uh, with like a whole bunch of like guns and like way more stuff than me and just like killed me and like I didn't even I saw him at first and I just walked by him so I was like I'm not even gonna bother you man and he ran me down and killed me and took all my shit and I just remember being very upset about that and being like you know what I hate everything and I quit and I think if that happened in a zombie apocalypse that's how I would feel I guess I, I wouldn't come back to life but I'm just anyway. well aware that if a zombie apocalypse happens I'm dying first Probably. Wow. 
Really? Well, I think about that. Like we all think that we're going to live and be in this apo- in this apocalyptic war zone and all that kind of stuff, be able to survive. But a lot of us will be like in an office or something, won't even see it coming. You'll have your earphones on and get marauded by zombies yeah. or you'll be in a car and there'll be like a, a, a car that's being driven by somebody who's dead. So their foot's still on the gas and it runs into you and you die or you'll be on a plane and you die, or you'll be in a place where you can't get free that easily and you're surrounded by people and you die. And it's just like, or you're asleep and you die. Or somebody runs up in your house and you die. And having a zombie apocalypse happen on a jet, how does zombie apocalypse happen, like a breakout happen on a jet is... Like, I feel like your your odds of survival for that are so fucking low, unless you're just like jump. Jason Statham. I, I would just jump. <laughs> You'd have to just immediately depressurize the cabin. I would just, just jump I would just be like, like, I'm sick of these motherfucking zombies on this motherfucking plane. Motherfucking sir, that's a three year old. That, that's a three year old, sir. He's not a zombie. He's just cranky. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> <laughs> sir, wow, you're a three year old. I don't give a fuck. Open the window, Nisha. <laughs> Make so wait, in, in in this scenario, is there like a slide down window? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's, it's like, like on a it's, bus. The way that it works is it's like the bus window. You gotta play. push them in together, so only like five percent of us can actually open the window. <laughs> Y'all are flying on a prop plane. What is so it's like the one where you got to slide the two tabs in on the on the top yeah. of the window, and like ninety percent, ninety five percent of people can't do it. So mostly people are safe. But I've been trained on opening it because I've been working with kids for years. Take on y'all. <laughs> I like that you're flying places in the magic school bus. You know what? <laughs> I forget what that woman's name was. But I used to think Ms. she was Frizzle? cute when I was a kid. I oh was man, a I had a real crush on her. <laughs> you're uh, not the only one. one. No. I'm, I'm I'm an old nigga. I missed that whole thing. I remember I, I wanted to tear Miss Frizzle's cheeks up. Yeah. I, I would show her some science. <laughs> A hundred percent could get it, and that was that was on purpose. It had to be. Oh God, yeah. I make her hair frizzle. Make my monster grow. Uh, Miss Frizzle was like, just look up Miss Frizzle. Well, actually, it's Mrs. Frizzle, so I guess she's married. That's all right. Like like LL says in that horrible song, "Hey Love," he's got to stand a little competition. Oh, I was gonna do like uh, positive cases in that horrible song. Uh, what's your man oh, got God, to do I with me? I hate. I got a man. man. <laughs> what's your man got to do with me? <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that. See, what's your man got to do with me? Because your man ain't me. Is is he the worst one hit wonder that we've ever heard? No, no. Vanilla Ice still has it. No. Or uh, your boy is Millie Vanilli. No, no Vanilla Ice had. Vanilla Ice had the Ninja Turtle song. The worst, the worst, best one-hit wonder, in my opinion, personally. Luther Vandross. What? What? (laughs) That was just for the shock. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, just fucking around. I I almost forgot what I was going to say there for a second. It's the nigga who made made Return of the Mac. Oh, uh... Mark Morrison. I haven't heard anything from him since. He went to jail for a bit and tried to come back out. I know Wait, he got locked up. When he came back out, did they play with the back for him? 
Why do, why do you go to jail? You lied to me. All those things you said you never stole, you lied to me. But you did. But you did. Yes, you did, did, did. You lied to me. Yo. Hey, yo. Oh, man. He, he got... He got locked up the first time for trying to bring a fucking firearm aboard an airplane. That sounds like Petey Pablo so much. Come on, man. <laughs> Actually, I feel like Petey Pablo wouldn't try to sneak a fire aboard a firearm. Petey Pablo plane. went to jail for trying to sneak a firearm on a plane. Did he for yeah. real? Yeah, I think so. Why didn't he just like take his t-shirt up and roll it up around his hand and use it like a helicopter? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Arrest and incarceration of Petey Pablo. <laughs> yeah, trying to carry a stolen. It was stolen too. A stolen nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol aboard a U.S. Airways flight bound for Los Angeles <laughs> in 2010. Trying to carry a gun on a plane after 2001 is already a bad idea. So doing one that's stolen is just stupid. But hey, yeah, it's I was gonna Petey. say actually this. It being stolen is also really stupid because, like, he could have just claimed it if it wasn't stolen. But here's what I found out, gentlemen. Petey Pablo has, like, eight albums. I know uh, of two, maybe three. Diary of a Cinder. Still writing in my diary, second entry. Those are the two that I got. The third one is Proper Procedures, which sounds like something you pick up in prison. The fourth one came out in 2018. It's called Keep On Going. And then he has mixtapes. The mixtape, oh, my God, he must have loved Tupac because it's called Same Eyes On Me. E-Y-E-Z. Same Eyes On Me. I only me. know the two. All Eyes On Me. All Eyes On Me. First two. But he, but he, actually, went on, he actually went to death row, right? 2008, Life on Death Row. Petey Pablo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was signed to Death Row at one point. Everybody mm-hmm. signed to Death Row right when Death Row was going down. Hell oh, Death yeah. Row was, okay. Like, that's shocking. He released a mixtape while he was in prison called Carolina Number no. 1. Okay. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, that's on brand. Until until J. Cole, like it's what else did Carolina have? I mean that and, and now and now we got the baby who keeps like doing stupid shit. I thought he was from Cleveland. The baby the baby is from Charlotte. Oh my bad. It's too Crazy. many babies because the baby and little baby. I, I keep getting them. Yeah, maybe it's little baby who's from Cleveland. I thought little baby was from Atlanta. See, it's fucking confusing. So, Dub Baby's from Charlotte. Yes. And Dur Baby is from Germany. Yeah, uh, Lil Baby is from Atlanta. Oh, okay. And My Baby is from Sacramento. Wonk, wonk. Wonk, wonk yourself. She is. I wonk, wonk myself when nobody's looking. As soon as everybody leaves the house, I wonk wonk off. I hate you so much right now. Uh, I used to like her too. I had a big crush on Khalees. I feel like everybody did. Yeah. 
she had that like crazy girl energy like like you might wake up to a knife or you might wake up to a blowjob and you were excited to go to bed to figure out which one it was for for the old niggas she was like the extension of like the how you felt about Cree summer back in the day like you know what i mean she had that never mind um, i just uh, remember when i realized the milkshake was pussy brings <laughs> all the boys to the yard um I'm still trying to think of like things from this decade that stand out to me, but like nothing really does. Did we do anything this decade that was crazy? I guess I moved to Korea. That happened this decade. <laughs> like I lived in Korea for part of this decade. We started this shit this decade. Was that this decade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was this decade. I thought we were. I thought we. Did this. I started. I started podcasting in general in 2010. So. Oh, I guess we haven't. Yeah, I guess we met each other at the start of this decade. No, Holy we shit, met each other. Yeah, because I started podcasting like 2000. And it was around 2009. Like uh, I, uh, I did this thing where I, I just searched my Twitter handle, um, which, by the way, oof, I searched my Twitter handle on Google and just like kind of ran through uh, everything that popped up. And I started running into like all the sin and solid stuff that we did for single simulcast. And I run, ran into like all the stuff that we did for uh, like, obviously all the old, old dream team episodes, like, right. like I down- double digit episodes. I downloaded my history once and man, listen, well, I went I'm all the way back to now, the which I didn't think was going to happen, but like that, that whole yeah, sweet. Somebody, somebody shared that. Yeah, that whole viral tweet has has. Um, no, I like like it's a meme like in multiple places where it's it's like stored now on the internet as a meme. Yeah, some somebody that I know from home shared that, and I was like, "That's my nigga." Yeah, that's weird to me. Like, I've never been a meme before. I don't know what that means. I actually like in my head. I, the only thing I thought was like I at one point was thinking about uh, changing my my Twitter handle to just my name because you know I'm, I'm in comedy. And I'm kind of happy I didn't now because I was like, that would just be my name all over the internet. I guess maybe I should be happy. I'm just not ready for that right now. That's more what I'm saying. I'm not ready for that that shock. It was a shock for me to see like just my face all over that shit. But anyway, yeah. Uh, what I found though was like all that shit from way, way back. And like it, it, the oldest stuff I found was like from 2011. And I was like, we've been doing this for so long. Yeah. I, I just, I'm watching this Khalees milkshake video. <laughs> okay. Talk to me. What kind of energy and vibes are you getting off of it? Sticky. As an That's... adult. As an adult. <laughs> so sticky. As No. As an adult, I'm getting the vibes of she has no ass whatsoever and spends all her time bending over. And she just goes straight from from back to crack. Like there's no cheeks to happen. Her. Like this is back when the low rider jeans were the thing. Yeah, like 2009, and it just goes back to crack, fellas. Her and A Marie were both like like adamant about bending over in videos, but did not have any ass to speak of. <laughs> they would just be like, look at. They would just right angles all the time, <laughs> and it'd just mm-hmm. be like none of those angles are truly right for you, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a uh, a Marie. I saw a, a thing about a Marie in like her her career and like what she has. She still has gripes about like Beyonce and them taking her style. And, and I think she has. That a was my homeboy Andre. 
he really he really believes A. Marie is better than Beyonce. Like he'll argue it to a fault. I feel like I mean, it's it's the guy it's it's the rich dude. I think his, his name is Rich something. But like he was doing all of those stuff where he was basically meshing go go with the 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 music mm-hmm. and like she you know A Marie did the one thing and then you know he did Crazy in Love and then like Crazy in he Love. He also did Get Right for uh, J Lo. Oh my God! I seen this thing about J Lo and like J Lo's whole career is basically let's just give her stuff and let other people sing for her because I want her to be uh, I want Tommy Matola um say I want her to be bigger than Mariah Carey. That was just JLo's whole fucking career is Tommy Matola being behind her be like, yeah, give her this song. So she oh, is that why Mariah her. doesn't know her? It's it's crazy. Like her whole career is basically that. And there's and they showed the it was a YouTube video and they basically played a bunch of like reference tracks for her songs and stuff. And like instead of her instead of her like singing re-singing the song herself, they just had her sing lightly over the reference track. Because she can't sing. So they just basically like, yeah, sing lightly over the but you could still hear whoever the original singer was in the damn song. Yeah, I feel like uh and in the case of Jennifer Lopez, uh the story that I heard that that kind of stands out the most to me was that uh A Marie had one thing and they made it. And uh so after they made one thing, they thought it was a hit, they took it to the studio, or not to the studio, excuse me, took it to the label and was like, Hey, we really want to push this, we really want to push this. Label was like, No, we don't like this, and kept like pushing back and pushing back and like telling the song wasn't good and wasn't ready. And so finally, like they leaked it to uh the radio and the radio like it blew up when they leaked it to the radios. And when it leaked to the radio, Jennifer Lopez heard it and was like, Oh, I want that song. And so she heard it, realized that it hadn't like been really approved by a label and tried to get the label to strong on the song away from a Marie. And ultimately a Marie refused to like, let them have it. Like she was like, no, it's mine. And, and put up enough of a fight that uh, the producer of that song then made get right for Jennifer Lopez. Which the, that's a bop. Yeah. But one thing is a, the better song. Now get right. That, that fucking, that saxophone sample is fucking annoying. Yeah, like I would argue that like one thing is the better song. Like if if you have to, I can still listen to one thing right now, and be like, yeah, I still like that. But I never really did enjoy Get Right. And part oh. of it was because like Ava Marie's a better singer, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not saying much though. Like, no, it's yeah, not. it's not difficult to be better than J <laughs> J Lo because she can't sing. I actually wrote this. <laughs> I, I wrote this not too long ago, and I was like, does anybody remember J Lo's ass? I was like, yeah. Me either. <laughs> and even when I see her now, I think to myself, what happened to J-Lo's ass? Like, I remember it. What happened to J-Lo's ass? Remember when that was the epitome of ass? We were like, this is hey, the Ron ass. knocked that bitch have. out of the park. Did he? I feel like asses have gotten like progressively better over the decade. I will say so. I feel like everybody's got like a little dunk now. While, while forgetting who had him first. Oh no! I mean, black women have always had them first, but yeah, we celebrate them as if. Yeah, never mind. Well, don't get me wrong. You're correct. No, no, that's a solid and valid point. You're correct. Like we celebrate donks. Like, well, I guess I should quit saying donks, but we celebrate like having a big and like ass and being curvy. She got a donk. 
Yeah, we celebrated on like white women, but like it's weird. That's that we always a hit. I don't care what nobody's saying. Yeah, what's what's your top song from this decade? I just want to point out while I'm watching Jennifer Lopez videos that mm-hmm. we all and and the thing that I need to leave behind in 2020 and or the thing that needs to be left behind from the last decade is white folks appropriating black culture completely just to get into R&B and then just stopping once they get to a certain point. Pink. J-Lo dating Puffy. True. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But pink, pink is like the epitome. Like, that's first person. First, first person I thought of when when she first came out. I thought she. Everybody yeah. thought she was black. She just yeah, light skin. She like Rachel Dolezal all the entire industry. Yeah. I don't know if that's her fault entirely. So she could have said I, she didn't want to do it. Yeah, but like, okay. Here's the thing. I feel like. I feel like there has to be a and I gotta I hate to make this argument, but I'm gonna make it. I feel like there has to be a line drawn at some point for uh, especially for artists because a lot of times when they sign in their contract, they sign over a lot of their rights to be able to say no to certain things. And so like I don't think there are willing choices made by them to do specific things. I think there are contractual breaches, there there may we don't know what she signed, we don't know Yeah, I think I think how much like I don't blame that entirely on her. She just took a job, and the job turned into something. In most cases, I would I would argue probably turned into something that she didn't believe. And I think if she continued to do that on her own, and that was something that she like like if she was still kind of doing it now, then I would be more like you know now she has more control of her career. Why are you still doing that? Yeah, as long as she didn't Christina Aguilera this shit, you know what I'm saying? Correct. Like, uh, but but it's basically what happened was she put out she put out the 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 first little bit and she she was really trying to go like full R and B. I was R and B. Yeah. Fi- when she when she finally got her freedom to create what she wanted, uh, she consulted uh, the the chick who was the singer songwriter for Four Non Blondes, and that's yeah, who basically re- recreated her style, and that, that's when she became this. Um, like I even heard I even heard her do like a country song, and I was like, really. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it was Debbie Harry who uh, like she went and talked to and was just kind of like trying to get a feel for like how to make her own sound. And I like what she does now. Like I I, I get the whole like animosity towards her, but I I feel like some of that animosity is really directed at the label who crafted her into this this shape and was I, like, oh, I this think, is what I think. Um, you I think you're mixing that up because I think you're mixing her up with the chick from Blondie. Oh, you're correct. My bad. Is is Linda, Linda Perry? Ah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Debbie Harry is from Milani. My fault. Uh, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where like it's um, it's especially for like artists is not entirely like you can't entirely blame them. Like you you are welcome to say they could not take the job. And, and I don't know. I feel like then there that's kind of it puts you in a weird place because like if you're a singer and like all you're doing is singing and trying to sing and you're you finally get an opportunity to get signed. I don't know if you know once you sign how you're going to be marketed. But once you sign, like you're in, you know what I mean? I guess you could could be a thing where you had to, it could be a thing where you have to, you have to switch it up to get signed. Like what happened with Kid Rock? Maybe. Um, Mm. You know, before, you know, because Kid Rock Mm. was supposed to come out a long time ago, the Vanilla Ice thing happened and it was like, "Mm, no, uh, we're not doing a white rapper thing right now. And so he was like, well, I am white. 
So let me go like connect to some of this whiteness and try to rap over it. And then um, he was like, I'm that, just going to go full racist. Uh, that was later. You know, that yeah. was after like he got famous and had a black son and all of that other stuff. Like, yeah, the I, was, thing came I wonder how his son feels about that. I always say that. I wonder how, I really wonder how his son feels about any of this shit. But you're assuming that, like, his son doesn't just believe the same thing he believes. Yeah, and, and like, he used, to, he used to fuck a black porn star. Ooh, which one? Midori, I think. So he took his, uh, his name from a shitty liqueur? No, she. Oh, though a kid rock liqueur would be hilarious. Midori is that that melon tasting shit. Yeah, that is uh, exactly what that is. It is right. Uh, I'm I'm not going crazy. Midora. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, Midori. Midori's the original melon liqueur. Yeah, that's what it is. Man, it's been a while since I had that. I haven't seen it in a long time. And people who order it in in, in bars usually get kicked the fuck out. <laughs> well, a lot of times it gets uh, it gets mixed in with like specific martinis. So, like if you're yeah. gonna make like a melon flavored martini. That's or but this a melon would be baller. good. A Midori with ginger ale and lime. Like if you're gonna make a melon baller, I think it would be pretty good. Yeah, I believe Midori is in a melon baller. It's the only thing in a melon baller. That's the only real use for Midori is a melon baller. Really? Sounds about right. Yeah, it's melon. And the melon ball, it's more than Midori. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's the only real drink that Midori would be like you need it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> like, that's like saying, oh, yeah, you know, um, Bloody Marys. That's really the only reason why you need tomato juice. V8 wouldn't have been popular if there weren't so many drunks in the world. God, because it is terrible without alcohol. It's a horrible thing. V8 is so nasty. Tomato juice is nasty. Uh, well, yeah, because it's always, why is it always so salty is my question. Like, That's who the salt, question, right? Who was like, you know what we need in the morning? Salt. Who it's, the fuck is ate a tomato and said, this tastes like salt without me adding salt to it? It's so much salt. And it's always, it's always like salty and spicy. And I never want it. I mm-hmm. never really want it. It's the worst. Uh, and it's always like, like old white women who want to fuck young black men. <laughs> who are like, ooh, I'll take a Bloody Mary. I'll take a Bloody whatever Mary. Whatever you got. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's noon somewhere. Hey, where's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Hey, where's... Ah, look at you, aren't you? You're a stallion. That's what you are. <laughs> black stallion. Okay, like... My husband left oh, me man. all alone while he went on a business trip with his tramp secretary. I'll take a bloody Mary. <laughs> it's the worst drink. It's I, pretty uh, bad. It's pretty you know fucking his, horrible. His, I'll say this and, and maybe it'll come back to bite me in, in the ass later. But uh, I knew I should have known that like one of my previous relationships wasn't going to work because I had an ex whose favorite drink was a bloody Mary. And I should have known it wasn't going to work. I think you know specifically who I'm talking about because uh, we're here for that. <laughs> also half of this decade. Um, and one of her favorite drinks was a Bloody Mary. And that's, that's how I should have known. I should have known then when she was like, <laughs> oh, 
my favorite choice is Bloody Mary. I shouldn't be like, ooh, get out. Mm. We're not. This is not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> you don't have anything. Is that? Do you have a fallback? Is that it? That that's your only move, huh? That's it. Just, just. Yeah, you should have slurp up the side of just slurp up the side of the celery, huh? That's your only move with the with the bloody mary. You should have heard alarms like kill Bill, like right. Think about that. Like other drinks, like a fucking (laughs) like a like a mimosa. We're talking orange juice and and delicious champagne or fucking uh ah, it's the one that is mints and and like a goddamn uh, sugar cane stick mojitos with like mint and a sugarcane stick like right in the middle of it so it's like haha this is dope but then someone walks up with a fucking tomato juice and celery mixer like the stalk of a celery is how you decide you want to mix this feels like something that's made in utah because they didn't have a lot of choice for alcohol (laughs) do you know what else we don't eat celery for anything else really like not like that like gumbo and liquor (laughs) that's it It's the worst. I hate it. it was, uh. Oh, oh. And we feed it to the five-year-olds because nobody else eats it with peanut butter lodged in it. Oh, you want ants on a log? I'll tell you this. I don't know if you've ever kissed anyone if they've drank a Bloody Mary. No. But no you because shouldn't. why? That's a that's a red flag. Because, because I was in a committed relationship <laughs> and I can't be like, I don't want to taste Bloody Mary. Oh, I would have. Uh, eventually, That's I guess like, I did. Look, there's two, there's two non-negotiable things in my life. One is drinking Bloody Marys. The second one is ordering your steaks well done. I will fucking leave you. Have you ever had been? Uh, or have you? Well, first of all, you had steak like rare. I like, have, not medium, just straight up and down rare. I've had it rare, and what I did was I enjoyed the parts because I usually get my medium rare. Mm-hmm. so i'll well. enjoy the parts that are cooked the way i like it and then i'll go home and i'll cook the rest in the oven for like another two minutes and then take it out and it'll be fine when i was like tripping. when i was like eight years old i had yeah, a, i'm a medium well type dude now oh god i used to be Why? i used to be well i used to be very well done i'm i used to be medium well i can deal with you I, being medium well i used to be nigga burn that shit like that is, that's a waste well of a done steak. Bring me some ketchup on the side, right? Ketchup don't goes don't best front on with me. well done steak. Don't don't front on me, dog. I put ketchup on my steak, nigga. <laughs> I mix it with steak sauce. I put a little bit and I put a little bit of steak sauce, right. and that's how I roll. First of all, I don't I don't roll with steak sauce in general, but yeah, because I mean, the steak should be good without having to slather something on top of it. Correct. Fuck you. I love a one. Yeah, but if, I was gonna say if you like the flavor of A one, that's fine. I like A one. I always put A one like on like uh, I like it on a burger. I like a, a little bit of A one. Like if I go to uh, Five Guys, I'll have them put A one on my burger then. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Or if you're like, um, like here's how here's how I will eat a steak with A one sauce. Only way I'll do it. You're hearing this exclusively here. If I go to IHOP and I get one of their steak omelets, okay. I'll put A1 on it on the but, side and I'll dip. That's or, really it. Because IHOP steaks taste like butt. And they're or so thin. If, if I'm just like, like, you know, I'm like, I just like, I'm at like IHOP or someplace else to that point and I order a steak and I'm like, you know what? I just want to desecrate 
this very living thing that once was and be like, fuck you, cow. Then I put some steak sauce on it and I slather it with some ketchup. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Your death see, was in I, vain, bitch. And then I eat see, that I'm not shit. Really, I'm not really a steak guy. So like, even if I go to a steakhouse, <laughs> I would typically order You'll the You'll get chicken tenders because you want- I will, say, I will say this. I if, if, money, if money were not an option and you went to like, like a dope ass steakhouse, I would like to see you like cut into like a legit aged- fucking like not well done but, like, aged beef like medium well like cut or not medium well but like well maybe if that's what you're into but medium rare uh cut of steak and just like enjoy that where it's like buttery and it melts on its own you don't need steaks so i like to see just take a, a one bite of it just to taste it to see what you're into and then if you want to continue uh the way that you normally in have steak nothing wrong with that but i would like to see you just have a bite of it before the steak sauce comes out on like a properly aged like steak without the because like yeah, I, don't, I don't think I've, I don't think I've been too adventurous with steak like if I go somewhere and I have steak well, no, because you like, need to be adventurous with steak Scar because it might want its hair pulled well, no, I will say it this, might like, want to be spanked we'll be right back <laughs> go ahead uh, no I was just going to say like with steak uh, like steak can be expensive like the best steak I ever had was paid for by like the company I was working for. Oh yeah, you got to get the best steak you get is on somebody else's card. Oh, you got to get someone else to pay for it. So like, <laughs> like whenever you get that corporate steak, like and it came with like a lobster topping. Um, oh was, like, God, right? It was, it was like, uh, and oh, it was. It was I'm still best. never had one lobster. of those ones. It's one of those places you go to where the bill. Where everything, first of all, the best steak places are the ones where everything is fucking a la carte. <laughs> like, you can't get a combo. It don't come with sides. You want sides? You got to pay extra money for this goddamn lobster macaroni and cheese, you son of a bitch. I feel like I told this story on the show already. Didn't I? Did I talk about this in the show? Mm, I'm looking at how to dry aged beef. That's my next step. Nice. When I was, uh, this was when I was working uh, at, at my last job and uh, I went to, to, I just started and we flew to Dallas for like a, a conference and, uh, you know, m- my whole region or whatever was there in marketing. And so like, they were like, we're going to take the entire marketing team out to dinner. And so they took us into uh, this one restaurant. And so I, every time someone's like, oh, we're taking you out to dinner. I always like look at the prices and try to buy stuff that I can afford. Because like I don't trust you motherfuckers until like the check is paid. Like I don't know. Yeah, I want to. I want. I don't want to get to the end of the meal and be like, well, I ate like a goddamn cow. And they look at it and be like, no, we're not paying for this. We're not paying for that. And then I get stuck with like, you know, this badass bill. So like, I start looking at prices on everything in the menu. Uh, cheapest thing on the menu is fifty bucks. And like I'm like sweating when I see it. I'm like, what? And it's 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 uh, lobster mac and cheese, but it's like a side dish of lobster mac and cheese. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking like it's like like steaks that are like four hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, look at the prices, and this is in Texas too. So I'm like, these dollars are adjusted for inflation. This is super high for Texas. This would be like a thousand someplace else. And so I'm like sweating, looking at all this shit. Everyone else is ordering. They're ordering like $500 bottles of wine, which by the way, I did have. Eh. And uh, they, they ordered like, uh, they, they have like in the restaurant, like these Alaskan king crab legs that uh, have never been frozen. They just flew in. 
It's like, you know, you're watching Deadliest Catch. That's what the, the waiter said. You know, you're watching Deadliest Catch. Yeah, this is uh, what those people are dying for. And they brought them in. And they had it with... Uh, <laughs> we serve what they're dying for. Yeah, this is what they died. So you can eat. And then they brought is, it in. Yeah, it has, and a, it, was, it, has a, it has a death aftertaste. Yeah, no, no. It, uh, so they brought it in, and they it, they serve with candlelit drawn butter. And the weirdest thing is, is that like when you think about it, you think all right, butter, uh, and, and crab, like you know, perfect combination. But because it was candlelit drawn butter, it was like really sweet, and then the crab was really salty, and so it was like this salty sweet combination, and it like melted in your mouth almost. It was incredible. Uh, I ordered a steak that was like uh, amazing. It was only like maybe a hundred and twenty five dollars. I was like. Like, I feel like I can afford this. It came with, like, a lobster topping, uh, which was nice. This one dude ordered, like, this $500, like, steak. It had, like, a bone sticking out of it. Uh, I still have a picture of it somewhere on my phone where he has it holding The tomahawk it steak? It, yeah, it looks like a goddamn Flintstone steak. Uh, I had a taste of that, and it was an amazing, like, steak. Like, it, like he's, you know, he's so big, he can't finish it. So, like, it was some of the best steak I've ever had in my life. And uh, I would tell you, like, if, if you get the opportunity to, to get some, to, like, stunt on some steak, especially on someone else's dime, like, please do so. Someone's like, I'm going to, and, like, and it's got to be, a, like, a legit steakhouse where we're talking, like, we really are balling out, like, stupid right now. Like, the prices on those steaks, like, shell-shocking me. And I, 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 I thought I had seen some shit. Like, I've been to Red Lobster before. <laughs> like, I look over that menu and was like, this is some white shit. I can't do this. I'm terrified, <laughs> but yeah, like I will say like a, a solid steak, like there is no steak sauce. You're just like, nah, I, I just wipe it up in the delicious juices. I'm also pleased because when you said solid steak, I really thought you said solid snake for a second <laughs> and I was happy. Oh, that, that Metal Gear series. Metal oh, Gear no. series had <laughs> some of the best death scenes, like the first one, not any of the other ones, but that first one where you would mm. die and they'd be yelling your name into the phone. Snake, snake, snake. That's where Actually, I got. Um, that's where I got on Sin and Silas when Lachey got stole, when Lachey got kidnapped, and I was like, Lachey, Lachey, Lachey. No, um, Norfolk State's trombones actually played that little riff whenever they would have a battle, and it would just be like trombone sections versus trombone section. After they play something, uh, when they were finished, they would play that, and I would think snake, snake, snake uh, in my head. See, because you're a good person, Scar, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, even me. Mm-hmm. They also play one. They also play one of the songs from uh, Castle. Um, Blue, Rondo, Blue. I thought you were gonna say A Marie's album. It's just one thing that got me. I'm gonna tell you. Straight up, I I think I think my I think my phone and my computer be listening to me because that A Marie song totally popped up in my suggestions on YouTube. Oh no! When I was looking up when I was when I was looking up that Jennifer Lopez clip, this shit totally popped up. It's right. It is literally right here on the damn. Yeah. 100 percent believe that like uh yo I, I the other day me and my girl was talking about going back to the gym and all of a sudden i'm watching damn uh hulu and now all of a sudden they're talking about atkins and all of this other shit about oh, weight loss yeah yeah i get that too like on I twitter assholes are listening i tweeted a little i've been tweeting just about going to the gym so i tweeted uh i, I made a joke about a dude who was foam rolling his nuts at the gym it was weird as fuck uh, I tweeted about that, then I made another tweet about just how I made a Saturday morning workout, and I noticed like uh, one of the ads that got served on Twitter was like for a diet. And I'm like, go fuck yourselves, guys. Go fuck yourselves so hard. 
Saturday morning workout. Well, mine was about a Saturday morning twerk out. Like, yeah, twerk, 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 But um, twerk, twerk, twerk. So there's a there's a website that does show how to dry age beef, but it only says you should only dry age beef up to seven days, which I'm like bullshit because you go to restaurants and they're talking about dry age for like sixty four days, like a hundred. Yeah, I feel like it's in the, there's it's, a there's a there's a series that I was watching. I don't really know very much about steak, but I watch a whole bunch of random shit on YouTube. There's mm-hmm. a guy who actually has some sort of bag that you put it in to dry age um, steaks. Uh, and he does, it's not a seven day type deal. It's like, a, like months. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that it might be the process that they're recommending as opposed to the process that the restaurants are using as well as just like, I think you also have to like bear in mind that like by the time most steak has gotten to us, it has already aged a few days. It's already like, yeah. uh, got, it's already started. And so like whatever you do to try to like halt the, uh, the deterioration, it may be too late already. Yep. Which is why it may only be able to go seven days. Now here's what you do. You, uh, you go and you find the cow. Uh, you either pay for that cow or, you know, on the flip side, you go at night, uh, you kill the cow, you cut them up, and then you start your your aging process. I feel like with that cow fresh, uh, you'll totally be able to go, uh, you know, numerous days into into the future of aging, and then you'll have an amazing cow, uh, excuse me, steak. I guess your cow won't be amazing because it'll be dead. All right, I... I just put the the guy that I've seen in the chat. There you go. I just, I I just so like, feel like I deserve a good steak. That's all. Are y'all trying to do like? Do y'all have resolutions? Is there anything special you're trying to do for 2020? Fuck no. Yep. Fuck people. Why the fuck do I want to change for them? No, I I I don't. I stopped okay. doing it a couple of years ago because I wasn't really following through. So I stopped doing resolutions because, like, I would do some of them, but not all of them. But I mean, of course, no matter what the year is, <laughs> Scar's but, life was like a meatloaf song. I would do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. Nah, no, nah, it was just kind of. It was just kind of like you know. Of course, you want to be, uh, you know, just focus on being a better person and you know try to you know. Yeah, I'm doing that. Caring, trying to be more loving and caring and, you know, like those type of things is typically what the baseline of my uh, things well, were. I guess my New Year's resolution is to not make fun of people who listen to Christmas music in August. <laughs> no. <clears throat> uh, I, I don't even, it's not so much to answer resolutions. It's just like, it's an opportunity for, since, you know, the start of a year, if there's like something that you uh, want to try to do or there's something that you want to like, you haven't tried. I, I feel like this is the time of year a lot of people will try to like, oh, let me go do this thing I haven't done before. Like, this is like, I, they do the build up. It's like, I'm going to do it at the start of the year. It's a good time to do it. Like, symbolically, it's a good time. You don't have to do that. I was just wondering if that's something you've done. What would you do if you had a million dollars, Chip? Damn, dude. Two chicks at the same time, man. I think I think I've got I think I got out of that because like the moment when I started like trying to learn how to paint, it was like February. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like so like it wasn't like that's a, that was like a New Year's resolution. That was just like I saw a YouTube video and was like, hey, I should try this. Um, and that's pretty much what it is for me these days. It's like I see a YouTube video and it's like, hey, I should try that. So it's not like I've waited to the first of the year to try it. It was just like, you know, I see if I can gather up what I need to do to do this thing around the time when I see it. 
these yeah. days you gotta be strapped. I'm already knowing ain't nobody got my back. These days you gotta be down. Who said it was easy claiming dog pound? I, I I was like, that sounds like Nate Dog. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. I, I don't feel like uh I don't know. I feel like I I I did like pick goals for stuff that I wanted to have happen in twenty twenty, but it was more just like stuff that I wanted to try to like finish that I need to finish or like just certain aspects of things that I'm doing now that I, I like okay, I, I accomplished a bunch of stuff last year. This is the kind of stuff I want to be able to accomplish next time. I guess this time next year. You know, like I I want to be able to say that I've done specific things uh, by the time of the, by the end of the year, or at least I want to at least have worked significantly towards doing those things. You know, if they get sidetracked. That's cool. I, I'm okay with that. But there's still things like goals and things that I I want that are still kind of line up with the things that I want overall in the quote unquote five and five year and ten year plans. That's all you got? Just a five year and a ten year, Jay? Like God. I feel like any further out. Some people have goals, Jay. What do you got? I feel like any I feel like any further out than that and like you're just fucking spitting in fate's eye. You know, something like you're just like, come fuck with me, Destiny. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to be like. And in 20 years from now, I'll be here. I, I'm not. I feel like that's just me trying to get fucked up. Yeah, I what feel, I found out is that God is pretty good at laughing at niggas' plans. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a 40 year old black man. I don't have any goals beyond 10 years at this point. Yeah, I just, I, I just, my only goal is to get pulled over by cops and not die. Well, no, there's just stuff that I want to do, like, uh, you know, stuff that I want to do with stand up, there's stuff that I want to do, uh, you know, I still am professionally engaged in my job. Like, it's just like, I'm married, there's stuff that I want to do just as a married person. Like, I, I pulled, I guess I accomplished, I'm looking to try to accomplish one of my biggest goals right now for this year was I was gonna, uh, I was really adamant about like going um, and getting into a, a comedy festival outside of Seattle. And I did. So like, that was kind of major for me. And I want to be able to successfully whack it with my left hand. <laughs> like start I'm to finish? Left, I'm left hand. Start to finish. Do you know how hard that shit is, bro? I'm well, actually it's, actually, it's pretty soft, honestly, when you try no, to No, I mean, to go Aha! lefty, when you're a righty, it's a... I, I actually, so I can. Uh, there's, there's some techniques that I... You just got to go overhand, but that shit is awkward. I'm, I'm left-handed, so... But I do I do most things with my right hand, but I'm left-handed, so I don't, I don't have no issues. Yeah, You're ambidextrous. Can... Uh, yeah, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to go overhand, and it's just it's not the business. Mm, no. Well, I don't know want to know your methods, Scar. Like nasty. It's kind of difficult, though. You nasty scar. I don't want it go, to know. It, left hand goes against my curve. You nasty scar. I don't <laughs> want to know. You nasty. I just wanted to see if someone would be grossed out by that, but neither of you were, so. No, why the fuck would we? Do you know who you're dealing with? Do you know who you're fucking with? I do. Apologies. Yeah, no worries. Appreciations. You know, I walked up to somebody and I um, they tried to shake my hand and I was like, no, I want to do it like they did back in the Greek Roman days. And so we grabbed each other's forearms. Yo, I had a dude that I used to work with um, back back when I used to uh, do uh, 
customer care for Nextel. And he was all about that. Like he was all about that. He was like, that's how, that's how, um, that's how black people greet each other. Some bullshit like that he used to say, but he would not shake anybody's hand. He would grab your forearm. Mostly he just didn't want to touch your fucking hand. That's all it was. He didn't know who was jerking. We'll be right back. Deadly serious. Like, I just think, now that I think about that, it's like they just don't want to touch your hand. So grabbing your forearm or your elbow is probably cleaner. Yeah, but like <clears throat> people sneeze in their, in their forearms and their elbows to try not to sneeze in their hands. That's also true. Yeah. Jay, do you shake people's forearms? No, I do not. Uh, though sometimes. I but... feel like that would get over more in Seattle. Uh... No, it's it's uh, it's 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 not like uh, like I feel like that's something that they did back when people were Scottish. Yeah, but you know, and I then feel like that's something after the people were no longer Scottish, nah, it's just, I just feels it feels like a weird thing to do. Like no one wants uh, no one wants forearm to forearm contact. Yeah, unless you have some bracers, you know what I'm saying. I want some leather bracers to do mm. that. Yeah, like if I were they don't even sell those. There's those don't need. They don't even sell those in Hot Topic no more. You can't get no cuffs. I just want to go back and see what's going on with the Scarfinger website. Really? He's still LARPing. Oh, and by the way, um, shout out to Vince Carter. Uh, he's the first player in the NBA history to play in four decades. Yeah, yeah. Just played his first game in his decade, or at least checked I mean, into it. Well, when, well, we talked about this a while ago, where like one of his teammates, uh, he started playing basketball before one of his new teammates was born. Yeah. Well, that's gonna happen a lot, but hey, Scar, Scarfinger dot com is available, bro. He gave it up. No, thank you. Fine. I've been waiting for this for years. You have. Yeah, the LARPer. Man, that means he's not LARPing anymore. Right? He probably got killed in a horrendous LARPing accident. <laughs> I was I was surprised that it wasn't I was surprised it wasn't the DJ. <laughs> oh, Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Because when I first started on when I first started on Twitter, people used to contact me and be like, Are you a fake Scarfinger? Because I wasn't the uh because I wasn't the DJ. Really? Yeah. Apparently there's, there's uh a DJ somewhere overseas um, who went by Scarfinger and they befriended me looking for some music and I ain't had no music. Hmm. That's... Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's. They uh, took advantage of you and you should have taken advantage of them back and be like, I got music, but you got to pay me first. I didn't know there was a DJ Scarfinger, so now I'm just kind of like, what? Yeah, it was like some sort of like techno music or some shit like that. I well, think I looked it up at the time. Um, it was, I mean, it wasn't nothing I wanted to hear. Was there like an odd backstory where he was like, one night I was working really hard on my music, yeah, and then I, I, I my finger slipped. Why did you this. say yeah? Why, why, why'd you have to do that? Now I can't. Now you're German. <laughs> yeah, purposely. And then my, my fingers slip on the disc, and then it, ah, ah, it cut me real bad, and I have a scar on my finger. So now I'm DJ Scarfinger, yeah? I, I don't know. I lost track of the, the, the accent halfway through. I hate you. 
He's DJ Scarfinger. His finger slipped one night, late at night. It was it was after midnight, and then lightning struck. And that's both. how he became Spider Man. Yeah, and he got the powers of a DJ. So like, he knows the perfect song for any moment, and uh, that's that's pretty much the powers oh, of a DJ. Oh, the DJ dude is still active. <laughs> he has he has a Facebook page. I just looked it up. Yeah, but is he LARPing still though? I feel like you have to like. No, I think the LARPer and the DJ are different guys. Right, but I feel like when one of the one of the Scarfingers stops, the other Scarfingers have to like pick it up. One of them have to. If he's not LARPing, you have to. There's still a DJ out there named DJ Psycho Bitch. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's that's cute. Psycho Bitch has managed to establish a career as a trustworthy DJ, delivering an impeccable performance at every event. Psycho Bitch is performing within the field of commercial dance music and is ranked number 2,675 on the official DJ rankings list, which I didn't know that that was a rankings list. <laughs> I like that they're like, don't worry. Psycho Bitch will show up to all of your engagements on time. There's no way that we're going to perform like Psycho Bitch, but we'll totally be Psycho Bitch when we're there. TJRankings.org. I didn't uh, know that that was a thing. Oh, that's dope. I wish I had known about that when I was booking for my wedding. I want to know who's number super one. Dope. Who is number one? Who's the best? Who's the best DJ in the world? Like, do they have to fight people? Like, yeah, like, with like a number one headband. Were you thinking yeah. that too? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, DJ fights. Yeah, so that's how you got one, that scar on his finger. The number one DJ in the world is David Guetta. Oh, it should have just been DJ number one. <laughs> number six is calvin harris wait why'd you skip uh because you don't know any you didn't know two how do you five how do you know you Try know me. who tiesto is or martin garrix or carl cox uh tiesto ain't that the um the deposito dude esposito whatever fuck that name is desposito yeah i don't know but number eight is skrillex oh okay Number Where's 11 D- is Deep Low. Number 13 Where's- is Steve Aoki. Where's TJ Khaled on this list? Is he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Real Talk Daft Punk is number 27. Yeah, they should be there. They should be higher, honestly. We the best! As I'm about to find out where <laughs> DJ Khaled is. He's not on that list, bro. You have to search in page. Like, control F for DJ Khaled. You're not going to find it. Zero search, search results. by name. DJ Khaled. DJ Mustard. <laughs> somebody somebody just got in trouble for, um, who was it, Moby or somebody like that? That was just like, what is it that DJ Khaled actually do? Like, what does he do? He doesn't do anything. The Wait, fuck? that's not true. Jagged Edge is number 2,246. That can't be the Jagged Edge. The no. Jagged Edge, dude. <laughs> Listen. They've hot, they fall on hard times, all right? Like, they all check. stand behind. We should play this song next. I feel like I feel like Jagged Edge is just them playing like we should get married over and over again. It's like, all right, coming up next. But first of all, I was like, oh, motherfucker, how many times are you going to play this song? Them. I saw them, was it was it two years ago? It was two years ago. They and they performed. didn't even want to be there. They performed at uh, Honda Battle of the Bands. It turns out one of the dudes had um, uh, his son was it uh, was playing in Honda Battle of the Bands at Tennessee State. So wait, you're telling so me that you're at 2000. Is- you haven't found DJ Khaled yet? No. Oh no, we not the best. He's not the best, nigga. Someone should tell DJ. Khaled also, I guess he's how famous you have to be to be able to say nigga. Um. Yeah. 
I feel like I feel like there's also has to be a level of ambiguity as well. So like I feel like for him, his his proximity to blackness and the ambiguity about his actual race is what allows him to get away with it. He's like Palestinian or some shit, right? Armenian, I believe. Something like that. One of yeah. Like, but like he also like he was the actual DJ for Fat Joe, and we gave Fat Joe a pass. DJ Khaled. Did we? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you did, but did we? No. Collectively? No. No, No, I didn't. Nobody should have. Man, Wikipedia has really changed. I just like saying that in that voice. DJ Khaled. He's Palestinian, by the way. Yeah. So I, so I don't know. Because that's like, uh, I, I listen to, uh, wait, can we talk about other podcasts on this podcast? Are we going to? DJ, gonna well, I don't give a fuck. I've already talked, <laughs> I talk about Star Trek. I'm just going to get mad if you talk about podcasts in a knowing voice like Scar does. Oh, no, I won't do that. But I listen I to Jesus and Mary. I was listening to Bomani Jones, and he said, shut the fuck up, Scar. That's, that's... Well, no, I listened to Jesus and Mero, and I watched the Jesus and Mero show, and there's something I've noticed very interesting. Like, on the show, uh, Mero won't use nigga. He won't say nigga on the show, but he does on the podcast. And part of me feels like some kind of way about that, because it makes me feel like, I feel like you know that you shouldn't be saying it. I feel like yeah. someone has told you, like, yo, this isn't going to fly with you saying it. And you at least are aware of the fact now that that there's a subsection of us out here who are like, it's, nah, bro. Just because you're Dominican. Like, I know you're Dominican, but, like, and I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I get the proximity and I get, like, you know, you grew up in an area where people would even argue that you're, quote, unquote, more of a, a nigger or a black person than I am because of where you grew up. But ultimately, it's it's that's not really boils down to. I think it's the difference between like he was on, you know, being on TV and stuff like that. It's the Cat Williams thing. Like, nigga, do you know we can see you? Well, no, yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Because like you know, Jesus, who is Jamaican, you know, drops in bombs all the time on the show, and no one has an issue with it. And I don't know, the whole thing makes me feel some kind of way. And I guess the it's weird to me because in in truth and honesty, I'm just saying like your your skin color is is it's why it matters and like, i don't know i feel like at some point i don't know i feel like at some point like it's whether or not your use of the word of the term is supporting white supremacy that i have to start caring about and like in the case of Merrill, i don't know if it is you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a use of it in a, in a way, in a such usage where it does become like an attempt to to either whitewash or or to like assimilate like black culture. And to an extent, like I feel like I have to be against some of that, but also to an extent, I feel like not all of it is that that like you're not the the assimilator. I think you're just the victim in in some cases, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? To make it make sense, I, I don't know. I, it, it's it's dicey. I, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, like okay, there are people who I think are in a proximity to uh, blackness, not just in physical proximity, but also just in proximity class wise. And I think when you have both of those things line up, where you know you grew up alongside people who are black, I think 
use of that word and what it means is different for you. And it's not a support or in support of a, a, of a white supremacist agenda of, well, why can't we say it? It's just more of like, oh, this is just a word that's in the lexicon of the people that are from where I'm from. And I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about it, I guess. Thoughts from anyone else? DJ Khaled. Correct. <laughs> we the best. Who? We nigga. I just. Hey, <laughs> Jay, I promise you. I promise you. Just say I was DJ just thinking Khaled. that the whole time. Just say DJ Khaled with that voice. You'll feel so much better, bro. DJ Khaled. <laughs> I'm still hurt that he's he didn't make the list. I really thought of him as being he he's been saying we the best for so long. And now you wanna feel better? Say it with that voice right now. Go ahead and try it. I refuse. <laughs> I will not. DJ Khaled. No, I do feel not better. like that. You gotta say it with like You gotta draw it out a little bit. You gotta draw it out. DJ, DJ Khaled. <laughs> we the best. You're saying okay. it for real. Oh, yeah. DJ Khaled. <laughs> I don't know what it just tickles my whole face to say that shit. Oh god. Need a best somewhere. But that nigga really don't do nothing. He puts other people on his songs and makes another anthem and gets paid for it. Accurate. You know, I wanted to use one of one of his songs uh as And then you realized it wasn't his? No, it's it's a sample, but the sample is from like the hunch uh, hunchback of Notre Dame soundtrack. But like the sample is like seven minutes into the fucking song. So like no. No one wants to hear like, the rest of this fucking shit. DJ Khaled and Diddy are two people who are, are just like, yo, I no, know everyone you need to know. And I and just, at, least, at least Diddy will cut a check for some actual rhymes. You know what I'm he, saying? Does he? Yeah, just because he, 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 uh, he has someone write a rhyme saying that he pays for ghostwriters doesn't mean he actually pays his ghostwriters. Like, how much do you think they're getting paid based off how much he's making off them hits? Well, actually, the nigga from the hood fellas that actually wrote that line said that he didn't get paid uh, nowhere near as much as he was promised. So Correct. There was- so, like, while he's bragging about paying people, I don't think that he's paying people like he said he's paying people. Ain't nobody getting paid for real, for real. Not off. Diddy's dancing ass? Nah. Don't matter if he writes rhymes. He writes checks. Does not write checks. <laughs> he writes so few checks. It's an embarrassment of checks how few he writes. I need to make a check out to myself because without me, none of this will be possible. DJ Puffy. Correct. That's so DJ Puffy. God, come on, Jay. Say it just once. Nah, I'm good. Use your whole voice. Can you say um, it so we can end this shit? I'm good. I I'm I'm happy. I'm gonna I don't know. Hey, that was probably my number one song of the decade. Happy? Yes. It really made me feel good. Number one song of the decade. It's hard for me to remember the decade. That's rough for me. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be. I just know the reason why that song sticks out to me so much is because Devin was singing it. 
and I got him on tape singing it. Yeah, one one year, one year we um when we got Pooh Bear for the summer, we went out um to like this little outdoor concert thing, and um they played that song, and Pooh Bear was like super into it. It was like it's like a, one of those moments that you remember, um like you know I, I'm guessing it's the same for you and uh, your son. I didn't record it, uh, but like I didn't record Pooh Bear, but like that, that seeing like the just the unfiltered joy of someone enjoying that song. I, uh, I'm going to go for This Is America. I like the video more than I like the song. I still really like the song. It feels like summer is a better, is much better in every way than for me. Do what you do what you do what you do what you I'm going to see if there's a sample of that. It feels like summer. <clears throat> yeah, that one was pretty dope. Who do y'all think is, uh, as far as artists of the decade, who do you think kind of like owned this decade? Drake. I was going to say Kendrick. Sad to I can say. see no. Drake. It's, it's and Drake. I can see Kendrick. It's, I don't, I don't see, I don't. This decade, Kendrick really did drop, like he, he dropped like two, arguably two Grammy. Uh, the nigga worthy. made albums that went to the Library of Congress. Yeah, he got a Pulitzer. <laughs> he literally won, a, he was the first person from hip hop to win a Pulitzer Prize. Like, white people were like, yo, we have to recognize this. That's pretty insane. He performed, mm-hmm. and he performed with Beyonce, and he was kicking up water and shit. They put a fucking pool on the stage for them to kick up water and shit while it was performed. Okay. I mean, that's arguably less stronger than a Pulitzer, but whatever. It's a Pulitzer. Do you understand? Kendrick Lamar has the same goddamn prize that Judy Bloom does. Good old Judy Bloom. Are you there, God? It's me, a jump shot. Yo. Memphis watched the Clippers, by the way. I saw a headline saying that the Clippers got booed. Yeah, like the Clippers' uh, L.A. <laughs> fan base was booing them. <laughs> the Memphis just watched them. It was bad. I feel like Clippers fans, I, and I, I, they're not used to being fans of good teams. First of all, like any team that like boos their team uh, after they lose, I feel like y'all are missing the point. Like, Wait, hold still, on. They were down twenty four to the Grizzle. Yeah, it, it the Grizzlies like gave them an ass whooping, and it was all game. Like they were just like popping wait, threes. Wait, wait. It, it was it, it didn't go it didn't go to overtime, and it was literally one forty to one fourteen. Yeah, nigga. The Grizzlies dropped. The Grizzlies dropped one hundred and forty. They dropped. They put one hundred and forty on them. It's they. I told you they got washed. It was by the Grizzlies. <laughs> at one point, uh, the score was like the Grizzlies were one hundred and fourteen, and the Clippers were at like ninety one. And it was like, what the fuck is happening? And then the Grizzlies just did not stop. They just kept putting buckets on them. It, it, they got straight washed. It was. <laughs> well, I don't think that this is America... in regulation and it's not a, it's not even an all star game. Like, bruh, what is y'all doing? Well, I don't defense. think this is America was the most important song of the decade. I think it was the most important video. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. Absolutely. I think it was easily the one that uh, had the biggest conversation. Yeah, it, it sparked the largest conversations. Uh, I feel like it, who was for this decade? Who was your favorite uh, SNL like appearance or host? I don't I watch, watch much. Dope. All right, so we can skip that question. Uh, <laughs> but I say Eddie Murphy because I watched him. That was pretty dope. Yes. I guess what was your favorite story of this decade then? Like, what was the thing that happened this decade that you're like, the happiest? R. Kelly going to jail. That did happen this decade. Um, Scar, what was, what was your favorite thing that happened this decade? Favorite story, favorite headline, favorite news article? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I would probably have to think about it, but it, nothing just like pops up like, hey, this was important, motherfucker. Like, no, I don't really have. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the Mac Rib did come back, so yeah, but it does, it, it does that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was this decade. I mean, the Popeye chicken sandwich was this decade. I feel like we're going to be talking about that for a little bit. I still longer. haven't had it yet. Yeah, me either. I feel like I, I don't know if I'm going to have it, but I feel like the mania of that happened this decade. Uh, this decade was the decade I, well, no, I joined Twitter a decade before, so no, this wasn't that de- this decade. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's been a pretty crazy decade. It's been pretty wild. Yeah, so it can't be like something, I, I nothing just like immediately pops to mind. I mean, like, there was an impeachment of a president. Uh, there was the, the second term of the first black president. Um, the ACA was this decade. Uh <laughs> There was an attempt to um, nominate Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court. <laughs> um, Trevor Noah took over the Daily Show. That was this decade as well. Uh, like there's a bunch of stuff. I, th- I guess that kind of stands out to me. I think Trevor Noah taking over the Daily Show was like, for me personally, that was major. It still is kind of major to me. I think I think it matters. I don't know if it's major to me, but it, it does matter. Well, I, I guess it was it's major to me, but again, I think it just might be the track and who I am. Like, uh, as you know, a lot of the impetus behind me doing the Negro Majority was because I would watch stuff like The Daily Show, and I saw like this format of like talking about the news from a specific perspective. But I always felt like it never really got done that way from a black perspective. So, like. You know, we had Tavis Smiley, who apparently was just out sexually assaulting women the entire time. We had Tavis Smiley, but he would always be like, well, here's the news. And he was very serious. And, and like, so we had that, but there was never like, you know, like a joking perspective that was black about the news. And I mean, what is it about th- these newscasters? They be lying. They be out here on them. Like, they be doing weird shit. Matt Lauer had a fucking button that would automatically lock his fucking door from his desk and all kinds of weird shit. What the fuck is it with newscasters? Um, I think it's more what's up with men who have uh, any sort of power. Because yeah, that, so. that's, that's kind of... Oh. Um, uh, Virginia got involved in a whole bunch of scandals. That's a little bit. Yeah, local. that happened. That's a little bit local. That's a little, you know, but shit, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened this decade. Man, yeah, that's so much fucking blackface this decade. Yeah, yeah, and now to start off the decade, a little taste of uh, war with Iran. Yeah. <sighs> I. I hate this. 
Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, just, what do you say? Like, because it's not like, it's not like any of us could just be like, you know, just hold up a fucking sign and be like, hey, I ain't had nothing to do with this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like when retaliation happens, like uh, innocent people are going to die for nothing. Well, yeah, and that's kind of the point. Like, there's, I think the problem with uh, the current narrative is that everyone wants to still make sure to point out that, like, well, the person that he killed was a war criminal and he did all this bad stuff. Okay. But, like, in this action and how it was done and the way it was done, like, in that action, it was an act of war. And as Iran has proven, uh, they will wait until they find a soft target that they can use to embarrass Trump. And who knows, it might be a cyber attack. It might be something where they leak. We might, it might be something as simple as like, well, all of a sudden there's like a leaked, there's some leaked documents where Trump's tax records hit the, hit, hit the internet and everyone has them. We don't know what their method of, of retaliation will be, but I, I honestly 100% truly hope that it is uh, something that is more embarrassing to Trump than it is to, like take human lives though judging from the way that they just got hit it probably still will have to entail human lives to have a feeling of like tit for tat but truthfully embarrassing trump would probably be there because he's been the most antagonistic person towards them they have to think in their minds like if anyone else becomes president we have a chance so what can we what dirt can we find about him? He's survived all of the dirt so far. Maybe, but all of it embarrasses him. Like I feel like it, it's he's a person who uh is just because he survives it and it doesn't destroy his political career, I feel like every one of these like little battles and scraps like fucks with him. Like he he's not letting that shit cause he's not a person who lets shit go. That's why he he, he has to feel like he's won. And I feel like if you expose something about him, I think that's why he hates Stormy Daniels so much is because like there's not a narrative spin with her that he can take that he wins. And all the back and forth with him at one point, like they just had him vexed, but then Michael Avenatti decided to be a piece of shit and Stormy Daniels suddenly got like arrested by the cops and then she disappeared. There's a lot of real interesting stuff around that. I found that whole Stormy Daniels getting arrested by the cops. I think hella interesting. I think, I think that I think that will probably be like the 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 news story of the decade. Him actually winning. It's like, well, what the fuck? He won. Yeah. Like I think that's the I think that is the news story of the decade. Trump actually winning. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, man. Because no one, like, no one, I don't even think he saw that shit happening. Yeah, no one, no one thought that was going to happen. It's a point where people I felt like were comfortable just being like, well, I'm not even going to vote because I can abstain and he still won't win. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, here we are. Yeah. Here we got we got FOMO. Here we go. Da-da.